And I think we're live. I, I want to say we are live. Good morning. Sabah, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. Um, Javier, I see somebody's in the comments. Javier um, Hidalgo is in the comments. Hey, man, how you doing? You're cleaning while you're waiting. Uh, yeah, good morning. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. Sabah, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Uh, today is episode 36. Uh, and it is September 5th, 2020 on a, if you live in the U.S., obviously this is a holiday weekend. Uh, Monday is a holiday for us. So we're not actually, uh, you know, going into a, another work week. So there's three days to be able to relax. Um, but unfortunately, at the same time, we're also going through, at least in California, a massive heat wave. Uh, temperatures are rated to be somewhere around the 42 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, sorry, Celsius, not Fahrenheit. And then, of course, uh, about 115 to 118 in my area, at least uh, for for today. So it's going to be hot. It's going to be a very, very hard. Hamad uh, Nasir, Sabaho, Ahlan, Ahlan. Tim, good morning, man. Uh, Charlie Trains, uh, oh, Buses UK. Hey, good, well, good afternoon then. Uh, sorry, yeah, hey, Charlie, good afternoon, man. Hopefully you're doing well. Um, it's, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting week. Um, you may have already seen the title of the video. I kind of you know, alluded to what's going on. Sabaho, hey, Aditya, good morning, or good afternoon, Aditya, sorry. Um, the whole timing thing is always going to be throwing me off. Um, oh, first, before I go too far, obviously, I just realized when I see myself in the picture, um, I got a cool shirt from a buddy of mine, and he may or may not show up later. Uh, good morning, Marilyn. Hey, man, Javier, welcome back. Enriquez. Um, uh, so Juan Carlos sent me the shirt. Obviously, as you know, Matt already got a shirt and stuff like that, but definitely endangered species, the headphone jack. Uh, really cool head, uh, shirt. Very, very nice. I'm also currently working on it on my own little shirts and so on going on. Um, what's with the beard? Oh, man, that's like the channel logo, man. If you haven't seen the beard before, then it, it, maybe you haven't seen videos lately. But uh, that's basically, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's TK Bay. That's exactly who it is. Um, Eric, oh, Sabaho, man. Sabaho, welcome back. Chemi's in the comments as well. Good afternoon. 2 p.m. over here. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I keep forgetting there's the whole time difference. So it's about uh, 11 o'clock my time. So it's almost 2 o'clock. Uh, well, sorry, yeah, 2 p.m. for Chemi. Um, yeah, <laughs> Mohammed Nasir. So, yes, if you guys haven't checked it out, um, I tweeted it out a couple of days ago. I'll try to remember to put a link in the description below because I didn't get a chance to. But I do want to try one thing before I get too far. Um, can you guys let me know what do you think of the audio? This is um, I'm actually trying out my new pair of headsets that I just picked up, the Logitech X Pro uh, Wireless, and um, it's supposed to be actually a, a good like a good pair of microphone. Like the microphone here has like a feature called Blue Audio and so on. So if you don't mind, let me know if you guys can hear anything in the background. And the reason behind that, I'm saying that there's a lot of noise going in in the kitchen next to me, and I actually am interested to see how well the voice isolation and of course the audio quality sounds here. Um, yeah, <laughs> Enrique saying uh, it sounds great. So it's very different than my normal mic. As you guys know, I normally use my wired, uh, you know, XLR microphone, which is still going to probably be the audio for the rest of the video. Um, and I, I just wanted to kind of see how it sounds. The headset itself had a uh, like a weird feature, and I'll explain to you what I mean. So uh, an example would be this. Right now, you guys can basically just hear me, right? Um, and you know, I just realized I do need to step out of frame for a second. So the reason why I'm trying to say this is uh, it has actually something that is very, very good as far as noise isolation. And I want you guys to let me know if you can hear this or not. Okay. So 
Do you guys hear the fan? Do you guys hear the fan at all? Um, I have a massive fan that's blowing air on the other side here to cool the room as I'm actually talking to you guys. Uh, send your shirt, <laughs> send your shirt to Apple and Samsung. I'd love to do that. Um, Javier says that he hears me very, very clear, and I'm just going to wait a few more seconds. It looks like the comments are slightly delayed on my end, but I'm, again, what I mean in thing is, if the audio sounds good, but do you hear a fan? Do you hear a very loud fan? Because I can hear it, and I can hear it very, very nicely. Adam, oh hey, Tech Odyssey, uh, wow, okay. So, just for reference, uh, the fan that I have is called a Vornado fan, and it is extremely loud, but it's great at circulating air and cooling down the office because I generate a lot of heat. Um, with the setup, whenever we do the live stream, I have, on average have about five monitors running. So there's the TV, the monitor, the monitor, and then there's the two monitors behind me, which you can imagine generate a lot of heat. Uh, and I've always wanted to figure out, um, oh man, okay, this is good. So. I discovered this this morning, and I, I didn't know if I could trust myself because of the way it sounded. But short answer, um, if you guys are looking for live streaming microphones, I guess, on a headset, but unfortunately, the, uh, these are also very hard to find. So this is the wireless, um, the wireless X-Pro like wireless headphones from Logitech in the G series of uh, headphones. So these are the gaming. Um, and Adam, this morning, I just wanted to let you know, I saw your tweet and I'll definitely uh, link up with you later on. We'll play some Call of Duty because that's how I start my day every single day. That monitor back there, that's the reason why I got that monitor. So, uh, but I play on PC, so I don't play on, on uh, yes, yes, no, definitely. Um, actually, coincidentally, if you guys didn't get a chance to uh, catch it, um, earlier this week, Adam had Des from T-Mobile on his live stream as well. I had a couple. I had a chance to jump in there and and, uh, and mess with the with them and talk to them quickly, just talking about the new stuff. And actually, Des let us know a day in advance, obviously at that point, that the uh, obviously the Velvet, the LG Velvet, is officially available on Sam's uh, on T-Mobile now. I have a Ryzen Seven with the RTX 2080 Super. I'm ready to go. Okay, okay. So I'm I'm almost there with you. Uh, I'm a little bit. I'm in slightly different uh, with you, Adam. Uh, mine. Hey, good morning, Gary. Uh, so mine is the uh, Ryzen 9, uh, the 39, the 3950, I think, or 3980, uh, and then uh, the RTX 2080 Ti. So we're in the same family, uh, but I feel like you know Call of Duty, you, you got to play it with high frame rate. You got to be able to play it, and you got you got to enjoy it. So you also have need to have a like a group to play with. Um, the Vardano, uh, you finally you finally got it. Yes. Uh, so DTO was asking, is like, if I, you know, did I finally get the Vordano? Um, you mentioned it. Uh, you mentioned that Josh at uh, AI recommended it to you. And believe it or not, yeah, it was one of the weirdest things that I've never known of fans. Um, and it's weird because it's not really a very tech thing. Uh, but generally, most of us think of fans are, are directional things, right? You just put them on a table, you point them to you, and that's for the most part how your experience is. The Vordano isn't a fan. You're not supposed to point it to yourself. It's actually a vortex or an air circulator. So what it does, it generates air in a more of a vortex shape. So the blades on the actual uh, grill are not positioned straight. They're actually more diagonal. And the best thing about it is if you ever are in a situation where you find that the air circulation isn't optimized or doesn't work well, uh, this actually enables you to push air from one part of the place to another. For me, because of the office and the way I have it set up when we do live streams and recordings, um, I can't actually uh, have open doors to be able to allow external air to come in. And there's pretty bad circulation. So short answer, I point it up. You need to choose supposed to. You point it up to the ceiling and you allow it to circulate the air in the room to cool it down virtually. So basically, it'll push 
the hot air from one spot where it generally will be sitting there, where it's generated from the monitors or the TVs, to get better air circulation. And if you have an air, cold air, uh, you know, source, it'll make it better. Um, sorry here. Uh, so my here, quick question here. So um, Abiba, uh, get the, get that true. Holy, I'm not saying that correctly, and I do do apologize there. So my thoughts on the Galaxy Watch 3, um, I think if we have to talk about the Watch 3, I did a video, a couple of videos on that, and also uh, like a couple of videos on Amazon. The Galaxy Watch 3 is by far a great upgrade if you're going from, it, there's a few caveats though, it's it's not a perfect watch, but it's a great upgrade if you come in from, let's say, the uh, Galaxy Gear S3 Frontier. I think it's a great upgrade from there. Um, it doesn't, uh, in my opinion at least, I feel like the new features that come with it are not necessarily a, such a big improvement that we need to basically skip the fact that the Galaxy Watch, the original Galaxy Watch is still quite capable, still gives us two to three days worth of battery life. Uh, the Galaxy Fit, uh, and I feel like the Fit 2, uh, or the Active 2, sorry, uh, is a, still a great option if you're thinking of it as a watch. It'll get most of the features that you get on the Galaxy Watch 3. And something to kind of note on the background, uh, the actual hardware, with the exception of the mechanical spin dial at the top, is very much the same as the um, Active 2. The only difference is that they made it more, I would say, more yeah, looks more like a traditional watch than the Active 2, where the, the Active 2 had more of that digital spinning crown on it. So short answer, it's a great watch. Uh, battery life, not the best. I would say a day and a half or so, uh, or maybe two days on Bluetooth if you're not using the LTE. If you are using LTE, you do want to obviously bring that down, uh, but it's not going to last the same as long as the original Galaxy watch. So something to keep that. And what I meant to say that it's not a perfect watch is it does, it's still, Samsung still hasn't thought about bringing back MST, which is for their magnetic strip uh, transmission for their watches. So that's something that was there at the Gear S3 Frontier so that it was more compatible with different registers. So if you've ever gone and tried to use your watch to pay, most watches now support NFC payment. And MST was the only unique feature to the Gear S3 Frontier. So something to keep in mind. Sorry, kind of took a longer answer on that one, but I, I do like that as well. Um, I have a five-year-old Vordano. Use it to move air in, in the room. Absolutely, Laverne Clark. I, yes, no, definitely. Um, and But the surprising part for me, honestly, was the how unaware of Vordano I was. That That's the weird thing. Like when Josh mentioned it, uh, we were doing a live stream um, over on his channel. And he's like, hey, do you hear this fan? And I could hear it at the time. He was using a directional microphone. And um, and I asked him, well, what was it? He's like, why do you have a, you know, like, why do you need it? And, you know, he has similar concerns. But he explained that he was using the smaller one. I ended up going with the medium size. And I'm moving, in a, moving enough air in this office, like, just for point of reference, you the the office isn't that much wider than what you guys see in the frame. It's actually a small room, but it's the amount of heat it generates because of the equipment. So I appreciate the the, the support there. Um, TK uh, oh TK Bay bro, PUBG's been banned in India. Your thoughts about that? So the the ban situation with India isn't something that obviously we have control over. There's a lot of the the ban itself has uh, higher th higher implications. You know the it's 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 a strategic thing. We don't really have control over it because you can't really un, uh, un, un remove it from that list, and it is something that needs to be basically worked out with a much higher obviously presence. It kind of sucks that the, uh, the 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 this app gets banned because at the end of the day, the app itself has been around for many many years, uh, and even in the past with all the other issues that have been going on, we've never seen it being banned. We've seen other apps uh, that are you know non non Indian based apps. Um, we're we're gonna have to see how things uh, work out. My hope is that you know, I mean at this point it's really priming it for the most part, just letting everybody jump on Fortnite. 
which is not a bad deal, but I feel like Fortnite for me, it, as, as enticing, as enjoyable as a game it is, I felt like PUBG, Call of Duty, those are the type of games that I like to and I gravitate towards as I was talking originally with Adam um, and over at Tech Odyssey. And um, it's, it's something that you have to enjoy the, you know, the style of uh, the gameplay, right? Uh, I feel like Fortnite is very um, graphical, like it's very, more of a cartoonish you know, experience. Uh, you're still getting the same thing, the, first, the FPS, you know, first person uh, type of game and so on. But I, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, this thing gets worked out because I know there's a big fan, a big audience for that game for PUBG in uh, in India. And I hope that that's actually gets removed from that list. Uh, but in the meantime, I guess Fortnite is going to be making bank because uh, Epic is definitely winning on that one. Um, yeah, sorry. Suraj uh, Munir, welcome, man. Welcome. Uh, Gary, uh Shabbat Shalom, uh, Gary. Oh, I didn't even realize. I hope you're doing well. And of course, I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Gary. I didn't realize you were you were hurting. Um, and uh, I didn't see that one before. Sorry. And um, um, Alexander Flores Munoz. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, the Active 2 is a good watch for the price. Absolutely. For, for what we have now, uh, Adam from Tech Odyssey is just kind of chiming in on that one. Uh, if you're looking for a watch, if you're looking for something that realistically, I think, the S, the, the the final, the Watch Three is a good choice, but the problem is right now it's starting at around 400 bucks, right? The smaller model on Bluetooth is 400, 429 if you want to go with the the bigger size one. And not that there's any wrong with it, it just I feel like for the features that you're getting there, you may still be able to get most of that from the Active Two and still get it at a much cheaper price. Uh, but as far as connectivity and so on, performance was really good. At, uh, like I said, about a couple of days on Bluetooth. And when I did switch over to LTE, because I upgraded to the LTE from the Bluetooth model, um, I felt like that was actually pretty consistent. Like the performance was really nice. It just battery dives, like the battery meter just dives whenever you turn on LTE. These things are not intended to be on uh, a wireless connection that is mobile, mostly because that just demands so much power out of that small 400 to, uh, 425 milliampere battery that it just will not last a long, long time. I do appreciate, though, the fact that it is wirelessly charged through our Samsung devices. So like on the Note 20 Ultra or the S20, you're able to just do reverse wireless charging and charge that watch. Something that we can't say on many, many watches on the market right now. But yeah, uh, doing good. Glad. Guy Gary's doing doing much better. Uh, oh, Fat Brutus is in the, in the comments. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. How you doing? Uh, and... Uh, TK, if you were to use one phone only for six months straight, and that phone will be the Galaxy Fold 2, would you go for it? It's a very interesting question. Um, I, I actually, I think I can. I think I, I think I can actually make my Galaxy the, the Galaxy Fold 2 a device that I can stick with. I I went two different versions or two different units of the Galaxy Fold 1, and my biggest gripe about it was, and the reason why I ended up selling them again is after using them for a month and a half each. Um, I realized that there's a big problem with the fact that every time I needed to use the phone, I had to open it. Not that that is a problem there. It's just that I feel like the internal display is meant for specific use cases and the external display is meant for others. And what Samsung did with the first fold was I feel like they they focused so much on the internal parts of the device that when they did basically come in at the end of the time, you know, like, okay, well, we're, we're about to sell this. What should we do on the outside? Should we just leave it empty? And they're like, no, just put in, go ahead and put in a display from the, you know, like Galaxy S4 or something, a very tiny, small display. And that kind of hindered the experience. There's still a lot of people that appreciated and loved it. I personally like the form factor. I, I cannot say enough times that how many times I've actually used it and enjoyed it. 
So I'm looking forward to, to the of the Fold 2. I did get a chance to last night to spend some time with the Fold 2. I, I was hanging out with Josh, uh, Joshua Vergara um, over at the Huntington Library, and then I got a chance to play with it. And I have to say, honestly, um, it's the display on the front is a 6.2-inch display, but there's a small caveat. It's a very narrow display. It's not the normal... Uh, your normal, basically, you know, like 21 by 9 or 19 and a half by 9. It's actually very thin for a device. So when you're holding it, it's actually very, very small. And of course, you open it to get that bigger display. Um, but I appreciated the fact that it's a much bigger uh, display. It's a fully functional display up to 120 hertz. And it was usable. It was functional for me. So yes, to answer that question in a very, very long way, uh, yes, I definitely see myself using it for six months. And I plan on using it for an extended amount of time because I really want to see the use case now that Samsung has finally fixed the problems that we had with the first one. Um, although I do have some gripes a little bit with what we're getting with version two because everybody's talking about all the great things. But the reality is we actually lost a few things with the Fold 2 that we had in the Fold 1. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, a buying them. Uh, oh, sorry. Let's jump back real quick. Andrew, did I miss your question here? Oh, my mistake. Um, your thoughts on the Buds Live? Absolutely, it's a great pair of headphones. Uh, just keep in keep in mind that they're open back. They're not going to give you really good uh, noise isolation. Uh, but when you discount that part, uh, great battery life, uh, great audio performance. The ANC, it's not going to be like a um, I would say like a you know like this massive performance ANC. This is again at 170 bucks. You need to kind of like tailor the experience. 169, almost 70 bucks. Um, Great audio, great range, uh, great performance with any device. Just download the Samsung Wear application, and they keep updating it and adding more features. If you want, if you definitely want better sound isolation on them, I would just get the Buds Plus. So the Buds Plus for me still perform, in my opinion, very comparably to the Buds Live, uh, and they have a much better fit in the ear. They're not going to fall. Neither one of them will fall out of your ears. Uh, but the question is essentially is which one gives you that better sound isolation? The Buds Plus do that. The Buds Live will work great when you turn on ANC. It mimics the whole sound isolation uh, effect, and the audio sounds great. And they're definitely uh, more bass tuned. So if you like bass in your music, that's going to be the best performance there. Um, sorry, and I do apologize for missing that question from before. Uh, oh, so here we're saying I'm I'm still using the Galaxy Gear Sports since it was launched along oh alongside the nine uh, the Note Nine. Um, enough for me, battery life with Bluetooth, about one and a half days, great for watch faces and collection. So the thing about what happened for me on the Gear S3 Frontier is that the battery started to go south and I had to actually pay about 125 bucks to get it replaced. I also had a couple of problems with the original Gear S3 is that the, the design on the Gear S3 on the, on the bottom of the watch, which is, I don't have my watch on me here, um, they had glass on glass. So the top layer was glass, obviously, as you can imagine, the watch, the, the front part of the watch. But the bottom part that was on our wrist was glass as well. And after using it consistently for about a year, that actually shattered. Uh, and I imagine that has to do something to do with the heat and coolness, so a temperature change or some kind of a compromise, because it shattered while I was wearing it. So I'm not sure what caused that issue. Uh, but if you're happy with it and you're still able to get a day plus worth of usage on it, honestly, that's the best that we can that's the bare minimum that I feel like that we need to expect from a device. It's the ability for it to last us a day and a little bit to the next day if you, in case you forget to charge it. Uh, if your watch doesn't do that, then that causes you either to change or upgrade the, uh, the battery in there as well. Oh, man. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. So make sure you guys, if you haven't checked it out, I'll, I'll make sure to add that link in the description. Uh, endangered, uh, <laughs> endangered Species. 
directly from my buddy Juan Carlos Bagnell, some gadget guy, some uh, some guy hanging in the comments. I'm not sure if he's going to be joining us today or not. I'm just I'm just razzing him. If he if he does, please make sure to do the same as we always do, uh, man. And let's jump back here. I'm thinking. Okay, so let's next one here. Laverne, uh, got my Note Ultra yesterday. Installed Whitestone Dome Glass. Congrats. I'm, I'm actually still waiting for my uh, for my stuff from uh, Whitestone. The installation process was much better than last time. It lasted, um, oh, last time lasted about two years plus on my old phone. Um, question for you, Laverne. Uh, did you get the, the iJig or the new installation method, or did you, are you still using the original one? Because I, when they reached out to me, they were talking about something to do with a new method of installation, supposedly a much better one. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Specifically, if I have to even kind of mention it, but uh, S20 Ultra, glass, you know, uh, the dome glass from Whitestone, um, I realized that they're a little bit more expensive, and I'm not going to deny the fact that of all the glass installations that we see on the market, they're the most expensive. Uh, but I feel like because they do the all adhesive on the on the display, and they also spend the time to make sure that their products work, uh, and they were one of the first ones to actually work with the ultrasonic fingerprint sensor on Samsung devices. I felt like that was the reason why it was worth going with them. Uh, and I've been using them ever since on every single Galaxy device. I'm almost actually other devices as well that they support. I always reach out and they always do a great job of supporting the channel. But I'm happy that you you got it and you got it installed on the Note 20 Ultra. Um, let me know actually which color did you go with on the Note 20 Ultra because I'm, I'm surprised. I know a lot of people like the Mystic Bronze, but I'm, I'm, I'm personally, uh, I actually went with the white one. Uh, and I realized much later after I got the white one is that the material on the white is just pretty much very shiny. It's not... You don't get that same textured feeling in there. Um, what's your opinion on the Xeon variant of the Note 20? So I feel like the Note 20 should not have received the 990. The Xeon uh, 990 processor that we have on the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra are, I feel like uh, Samsung's not wanting to go through and mimic what Qualcomm is doing with the chipsets. So if you guys ever were, obviously Qualcomm releases two versions of chipsets. This is as of about a year, about two years ago now. Uh, now. Um, and that's what happened here. Samsung decided to go with the Qualcomm 865 Plus on the brand new uh, Note 20 and Note 20 Ultra, but uh, those are only for the Qualcomm markets. European and Middle East are getting the Exynos 990. Now, nothing's not, nothing's wrong with the fact that you know Samsung has their own chipset. It's just that it was well documented that the Exynos 990 not only has overheating issues but performance issues when compared to the Qualcomm 865 at the beginning of the year. So now that that difference in performance is even bigger, that they release a a more performance-enhanced version of the 865, and then they stuck with the 850 with the 990. So um, nothing's wrong with Exynos. I feel like Samsung should just stick with the processor that works for them. They're obviously able to produce for both markets. There's no reason for you to charge the same fee for the same device when you're providing a processor that doesn't perform the same way. That's just my opinion. Um, but I'm not in the I'm not in the advertising department or marketing in Samsung and. Uh, yeah, it's just how, how Samsung is, but yeah. Uh, T, at TK, so hey, my daughter and her uh, and fiance moved into a new house last weekend, going back tomorrow to do a few more things. Oh, dude, congrats. Well, first, congrats to your daughters uh, and, and her fiance on the move. Also, um, congrats for having a great, great dad that is able to jump over it and do a lot of that stuff. I, I appreciate having family to support, but also there when you need them. And Times like these, uh, it's always, always nice to have somebody be able to help you. And, and I hope, I'm pretty sure, you know, obviously your daughter appreciates it. And hopefully, obviously, fiance is on board as well and then appreciates the uh, the assistance that you guys are doing. But uh, 
Uh, I hope you're not in the in a very hot te temperature. So I'm, at least that that's what I'm hoping you guys are not in. We have 118 here, uh, supposed to be hitting at a sub today. Um, and uh, so the so Jeffrey Gore Jeffrey Core sorry not Gore. Um, so the V60 is after the fact that we have so in, in this in 2020 we have the V60 and the Velvet in, uh, in the U.S. I think the V60 is a no-brainer. If you're looking for a, a flagship, a 5G flagship in the U.S., uh, and you are obviously a subscriber to, to a carrier that carries it, since you can't get it unlocked, um, I think the V60 is an easy, an easy uh, slam dunk. A 5,000 milliamp battery that lasts seems seems to last for days. That's just the way to say it. Um, camera performance, I would almost say second to none with the amount of controls that you get there. Uh, and it, these are better cameras than the Velvet. There is a big difference between what you get with the Velvet and what you get with the V60. So keep that in mind. Um, you have the option of using that external display, an external case display that you're able to use or use it on its own. You have pen support with the bamboo pen that you're able to use on it. So a whole bunch of things that you can work with. it. Um, as a device, I would say definitely go for it. But keep in mind one thing. Software updates are going to be limited. And they're, this is just something how LG has been like this for some time. Nothing that, that it takes away from the device. It's just the problem is that time goes on. Just don't expect the software updates to come in as quickly. They're quite delayed sometimes. Uh, and because of the fact that they actually have to go through carriers, there's that second step process. But with that exception, if that's not an issue or you're okay with the way things are, out of the box, I think the V60 gives a great experience, uh, great audio performance, still has a headphone jack, a massive display. It doesn't have a high refresh rate display, but it does give you a great 60 frames per second experience on the smartphone. So you get that experience and you enjoy it. Uh, flat display, 1080p, uh, and of course, running a 5,000 milliamp battery with the 865 and 5G, hands down. I think it's a great device. If you're considering it uh, for the price, I think it's a great, great option, of course. Uh, TK, if you were, oh man, if, there was, if you were to use one phone for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ay, 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 That's a tough question. That's a tough question right now. It's like, um, if I had to just pick up one phone and walk away with right now, which one would it be? Um, I'd say the 8 Pro. I'd say the, uh, the OnePlus 8 Pro. Battery life, pretty good. Uh, large display, 120 hertz. Uh, cameras are getting better. The camera actually software is getting better. Um, and still a lot of functionalities. Not to say that it would take anything away from the, uh, from the V60 in the sense of powerhouse and performance. Uh, it's more of the performance slash gaming experience overall kind of thing. I would have to say kind of the, the, the 8 Pro would probably be the one that I would take with me if that's the only one I can hang with. Um, of course, that would that would be still in my mind of, you know, what would I do down the road? Um, we'll answer one more question before I want to jump into to, to the main topic of the channel, of the video. Uh, oh, you got the Mystic Bronze and the Black Galaxy. Okay, so... The Buds Live, I did pick up black ones as well, um, and on the on the on the browns one, I, I I understand and I can appreciate the color itself. I feel like it's just too close to rose gold. Does I just whenever I see it, I I like it, but then I was like, do I want to be with this? Do I do, do you want to stick with this? Uh, so on the Z Fold two, just I, if you guys probably didn't see uh, on that one, I already ordered that one. Um, and I'm getting that one actually in black. I'm not going to get that in that Mystic Bronze. Nothing against the color, but I just feel like the color itself as a as a whole is it looks great in pictures, but in real life, I feel like I don't I won't really see myself using it. Uh, so I I Omar Droid. Uh, I think I may have just answered the question. Uh, I think it's a great option. I think uh, what you're getting there is definitely very very good. Um, the overall 
right now, price is still high. I mean, we didn't drop in price. They gained $20. Uh, but to kind of circle back on it real quick, we lost a couple of things. In the first, in, first and foremost, the packaging itself now does not include a pair of headphones. First generation included a $150 pair of headphones. So even though it was 1980, you got a $150 pair of headphones. So in the reality, the phone wasn't really 1980. There was still a big you know, giveaway in it. That also, the, the other fact is the fact um, the first generation Fold started at 512 gigs of internal storage. And uh, this one actually starts at 250, surprisingly. Now, there are markets where it does carry the 512, and I think it's China only. But that is a big dip in, I mean, I understand we went up in processor, we got a bigger display on the front. There's a whole bunch of different things that we can discuss, so obviously the puts and takes there. Uh, short answer, it's a $2,000 phone. I think nobody should be jumping into this blindly. I think you should definitely do your research. Check it out if you can. Go into a store that carries it and pick it up before you pick it up. And the only reason why I pre-ordered mine without picking it up or checking it out at a store because I've used the first one and I had an opportunity to use it on two separate occasions. Actually, earlier this year in February, I had one when I went up to San Francisco. I was expecting them to launch or announce the Volt 2 at the time and they actually announced the Z Flip at the time. So something to keep in mind, something to keep in mind on that one, but I appreciate that as well. Um, performance display and camera. Yes, no, no, definitely. Uh, what's your... What's your pro okay, so I think that's what you're answering there. Um, so Adams, basically, I love the V60. Amazing phone for the price. Brings a lot of lot to the table, and it obviously offers 5G, hands down, hands down. Um, quick thing for you guys, I do want to mention this, and I don't know if this is intentional or by mistake. Um, Bonnie K, uh, if you don't mind, please do not spam the comments. It is not obviously if you if you don't get the answer right away, wait a few minutes and then submit it again. But spamming it five or six times, uh, it's it just unfortunately it makes it so that I don't actually answer the question. Which I, I we're starting to get a lot of people like that from last time. So here, uh, you better be getting the the first Z Fold because so. You're better off in that, of course. Uh, the first Z Fold is uh, featuring the 855. So there's a few little caveats going on with the first Fold. Uh, the mechanisms that we have there for the folding mechanism is slightly different. And the new one is extreme. There's a very big difference in the mechanism. After using the first Fold for some time, you'll notice that the, uh, the folding mechanism is not as strong. This, The new one is super articulate, meaning you can actually set it in whatever position you want. It is actually stronger, so you feel like it actually the improvement in the mechanism. Um, the other thing I definitely uh, want to make sure they it's a bigger display that we get now. Yes, you do get more storage on the first one. I don't think 256 is uh, something to kind of shy away. I think 256 is roughly about the right size of memory that we need to have. And uh, we'll actually talk a little as we talk about the Note 20 because that actually was one of the reasons why I ended up returning mine. Um, and oh, Laverne Clark, thank you. Thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, we'll be putting in a dbrand skin on it. Uh, have a cool. Oh, appreciate it, man. I, dude. I. But it, when we started the live stream, this had ice. That's how hot it is in my area, and that's the reason why I wanted to turn on the fan. Um, and one of the other reasons why I put on this headset, because if I was using the uh, the microphone, you guys would have definitely heard it. It's it's a great condenser, but it still doesn't block everything. Uh, but thank you very much, Laverne, for the support. And uh, yeah, I will definitely be putting that towards a very, very iced drink in this heat today. Um, so with that being said, uh, oh, I did miss the question. Let me see if we can go back. And I thought I answered it uh, here. 
Oh, sorry. So, uh, Abiba, I, th I thought you were answering Aditya, uh, and I think what you were talking. Uh, oh, here, here we are. Uh, I'm going to college next year in in the winter, and what do you suggest for a new phone to get? Um, I think overall, I still think a device that has an SD card support, that has a great headphone jack, and has great performance would definitely do well for you. I feel like the V60 is a great option for the price point. I think it should be able to last and hold up pretty good. You have an SD support, large display, pen input for taking notes, especially for, for school, uh, the Android desktop experience. So if you want to plug it in and use it on a monitor to be able to use it that way. Also, you have a headphone jack to be able to listen to some great tunes and a really good, basically sounding audio out of the stereo speakers that you get there and a battery that will last you for days. So there's really no question about that part. If you're looking into being more into the gaming side, so that's really where it kind of shifts away. That's for productivity and schoolwork. I feel like the V60 does great for gaming because of that limitation on the display, because we don't go more than 60 frames per second, um, especially with some of the new games. And I was actually surprised. I saw Juan Carlos posted a comment, uh, some gadget guy, uh, that Doom 1 and Doom 2 on the OnePlus 8 Pro are actually now supporting 120 hertz. So you're seeing that more and more performance improvements are being done for games. So I would say the OnePlus 8 Pro would be my only other option to switch to if, if you want to be able to get a little bit more balance into gaming as well as schoolwork. So those are great devices if you'd like to check them out. Um, okay, uh, let's do this. Sorry about that. I had to put you on hold there. Okay. So uh, we're going to do ahead and just take, I'm going to take a few minutes. I do want to talk to you guys about the Note 8 Pro, uh, Note 8, sorry, Note 20. I don't know why I said the Note 8. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I got to run. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Adam, appreciate you for stopping in. Uh, hit me up. Abs you know, I'll hit you up on, on Twitter and uh, we'll uh, we'll set up some, uh, some time. Uh, I do want to remember real quick, Adam, I think you're, East Coast time or Central time? Because I, I want to, I always want to make sure to double check with that. Uh, I have a few friends that I play, like Matt Tyler is in the UK, so playing with Matt is always going to be a challenge because he's eight hours ahead of me. But I think you're only two to three hours, so somewhere between the two, we'll figure something out definitely. Uh, oh, appreciate it. Um, so the quick thing I want to talk about the Note 20. Uh, a few weeks ago, I pre-ordered both the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra. And at the time, there was a lot of controversy. Actually, a lot of people were like, "Yay, why? Why would you pick up a phone that is made with a plastic back? Uh, it, you know, why would you charge a thousand dollars for a phone that made uh, that was made with that material? And why do you even, you know, why would you want to spend your money? And you know, it seems like Samsung wants you to go straight to the Note 20 Ultra. This is the phone they want you to buy, and the Note 20 is literally just a segue to that. Um, I wanted to buy both, and and I did actually. I backed both of them up. I even gave my, I tra traded in a couple of my devices and my older phones into them, so I can actually lower the price a little. Um, short answer is, um, prior to but maybe 48 hours ago, my experience with the Note 20 was actually actually a good one. It was reasonably nice. Uh, battery life was you know comparable, about 4,300 milliampere. The battery, because of the display, wasn't a QHD, and trying to do that variable refresh rate lasted a lot longer actually than the Note uh, 20 Ultra. But I feel like that's more of a software optimization on the Ultra. So I'll talk to that a little bit later. Adam had some concerns as well. Uh, and oh, central time. Perfect. So a couple of hours away from me. And uh, so the short answer is about a couple of days ago, I was pretty much done with my stuff on the Note 20. I didn't really want to, I didn't see any more coverage on it. I did a video for showcasing the cases on all the Note 20 and Note 20 Ultras. And basically like the massive collection as we most, you know, in YouTubers will probably do it. When there's a brand new phone, we get all these tons of emails. You want to review my cases, you want to review my cases. I had a massive collection, absolutely. All the Samsung cases, um, all you know, I got some cases from VRS days and so on. 
short, long story short, and I don't want to make it too long of a story, uh, is I was done. I was like, okay, done. And the decision was that I was going to go ahead and upgrade my wife's Note 10. She had the Note 10 from last year to the Note 20 this year. So in my mind, uh, the performance should be pretty, you know, better performance, bigger display, uh, better battery, bigger battery, uh, and of course, new S Pen functionalities, all the good things, uh, stereo speakers, all the cool things. Uh, you know, One UI 2.5. She'll be very, very happy. Big difference is I didn't realize it, but I forgot though that last year Samsung upped the internal storage on the uh, Note line in the Note 10 and Note 10 Pro, uh, Note 10 Plus. Because I don't think we had the Ultras yet. Um, they gave us 256 gigs of internal storage as the base price. That was the entry level into that device. Kind of like the same thing they did with the Galaxy Fold, 512 there as opposed to you know 256. And the the way it happened, just so happens, is that my wife's internal storage on the Note 10 was 206 gigs, more than 128 and what comes on the Note 20. There's no way of changing it. Now, the Note 20 offers two different selections. There's the 512 and the, 120, uh, and the 128. At the time of ordering it, there was only one option. I went online, tried to see, like, well, maybe I could just return and exchange it for the Y512. I'll pay the little bit of a difference, uh, and I wanted to give that one to my wife because I think she appreciated also the fact that it was a flat display. So that was the other conversation. Um, no 512 option, not available to be to be ordered now, and I'm pretty sure they're not going to release it for for a while. So for me, at this point, I kind of became in a position where like the Note 20 became almost a non-starter for me. It wasn't the fact that it had uh, different set camera sensors. It wasn't the display. It wasn't the refresh rate. Heck, it wasn't even the fact that it had a plastic back because I wasn't going to, I will, I will, and will always put a case on them. So that's always going to be the, the thing. Uh, I appreciated basically what Samsung was doing in the hardware department, the improvements over the uh, Note 10, but it was the internal storage that I had no option to be able to fix. And it was a slight oversight on my side. So again, no fault to Samsung. But I feel like going one year over year and doing that more of a, like you build up the performance, you build up the storage, and then the next year you charge more, but you dip down. I don't like, I don't, I don't understand that. I also want to say that I realize in the European markets, the Note line did start with 256 gigs of storage. In the US, it doesn't. So then that kind of like, I feel like this is the whole, anyways, long story short, spent about two to three hours waiting in line in a hold, on hold. Um, after watching Adam's uh, tech out, uh, show over on the week, uh, during the week, and then I, I did actually ended up returning to Note 20. Um, now, where the complications kind of got in here and which you should be very aware of and learn from my experiences, if you ever pick up a device from a company, it doesn't matter if it's Samsung, OnePlus, or anybody, and you do a trade-in at the time of your purchase, it is a very hard, it is almost actually impossible for you to get that device back if you decide to return your device within the return policy. So I didn't actually, I wasn't within, I was within, within the ability of returning my device, but they can't send me my uh, my device. I traded in an S10. Um, they can't send it back because it probably already got, you know, into their system, recycled or whatever, God knows where it is. And now I'm having to work out a, uh, basically a deal with them so that they can credit that value for that S10 to my Z Fold 2. Luckily, I was ordering another device, but that was the only option I had. So that whole experience of going through getting the device, wanting to get it to you know, upgrade my wife, you know, obviously a brand new device she can enjoy, now turned out to be that I can't give her that one, and I'm going to have to figure out something else to be able to give her as an upgrade to her device because I can't. The Note 20 is no longer an option, and I don't know if we're going to be able to wait long enough for the 512 model to come out. So that's my experience with the Note 20, and that's the reason why I kind of titled the goodbye Note 20. I am going to stick with the Note 20 Ultra. 
because of the SD card option, uh, even though it does start at 128, I feel like that's still a mistake. Samsung should build up on their performance and on the bars that they set. When the Note line goes to a minimum of 256 in 2019, and then in 2020 charges more money than 2019, but then charges and then gives us half the storage, I feel like. But you, and, and this is where the 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 little bit of a I would say PR mechanics are. It forces you to go to the Note 20 Ultra because you want the SD card. It forces you to go to the 512 high. You're still playing more. So in a in a way, it shouldn't have been this way. I think they should have stuck to 256 and gone forward with that. Um, and I I do appreciate the fact that you know uh, there are options, but you know, thirteen hundred dollars to nine hundred that uh, to a thousand dollars. There's a three hundred dollar difference. A lot of other things that are different, but that's a big difference to jump on. Um, See, sorry, I just I kind of jumped off a few questions are here. I found I found Laverne's comments, so let's go go it from there. Um, and yes, I love Android, and I'm an Android. <laughs> uh, Abiba, I appreciate it, man. Um, Keystone Tech, I love my 512 on my uh, on my uh, okay on my 20 on my Note 20 Ultra. So there are options, and that's the thing. The Note 20 Ultra did have the 512 gigs of internal storage as an option. So again, I just I wish there was a way for me to explain it. As a consumer, it frustrates me, um, but I also appreciate the fact that there are options. Now, one thing I could do definitely is pretty much give this one to her, uh, which pretty much means I'm going to stick stick with the S20 Ultra, which was I was planning to also sell as well. So there's the, there's always that whole cycling process. So as you can imagine. Uh, I have to manage the devices that I have on me to a specific time. Once they stop becoming functional for me, I have to let them go to move on to the next hardware. And the longer I keep a piece of hardware, the longer I piece of, uh, keep a piece of phone. Now, I can't return this to Samsung anymore, which means if I do sell this, I've already lost money, right? But I need to you know, capitalize on it the most as, as much as possible. Uh, but I'm glad that you're able to get the 512. I think the 512 is a good option. Um, I feel like when you when you boast... When you sell a device that's capable of shooting 8K footage, 4K 60 frames per second footage are also massive footage. Um, and obviously give us cameras galore to be able to enjoy our content. One year you offer 256, the next year you jump down to, you drop down to 128 is a little bit hard to, to handle, especially for people that want to upgrade. Um, the Note 20 Ultra or the Z Fold 2 for you? Right now, I have to say the Z Fold 2, I have to I have to use it for a little bit. I feel like the Note 20 Ultra f serves a different uh, basically experience, right? The Note is a Note. There's a pen input. There's obviously a big function here that within the pen. That's the reason you'd get the pen, uh, the Note. If you were not interested or did not care at the Note or the S Pen, then you probably should have gone with the S20 in the first place, right? So I don't think that the Note 20 and the Z Fold are in competition. I feel like they serve different purposes. Um, the way I would best describe it is if your thought of a perfect combo is to have a phone and a tablet, then the Note 20 Ultra makes perfect sense. If your thought in the process is that I'd like to have a phone and a tablet at the same time, then the Z Fold ends up being your option. So it's a different use case and a different functional uh, experience. They carry similar uh, experiences when it comes down to the UI, but there's a big drop in camera performance on the uh, Z Fold. If you notice, we're getting literally the Galaxy S10 cameras on the Z Fold the three 12 megapixel cameras as opposed to getting um you know the 108 with the 64 or you know whatever different combination we get here that's a big difference uh but 
again, much bigger price tag. So we'll have to figure it out. We'll see how that one goes. Um, are people uh, brainwashed by Apple? Uh, have you ever? Th what do you think of Tim Cook laughing at how? I don't know if it's a it's a brain. So, so the, to to answer your comment there, I don't think it's a it's a it's a case of that type of brainwashing or anything like that. I feel like the situation is there is a certain appreciation for the Apple ecosystem. The fact of the matter is, some people when they are into the Apple ecosystem are not exactly they they can't easily shift away from it. It's not something that you're in and you just you can jump in and get out kind of. So there is an ecosystem when you start buying different peripherals, different accessories, your laptop, your PC, your HomeKit, all the different things. Um, I think at the end of the day, consumers use what they feel like will work best for them. They also use what they're comfortable in. And if that ends up being an iPhone or an iOS-based device or an you know, Mac OS-based device, I think that's a good option that's, that works for them. Uh, I don't really think that Tim Cook is basically masterminding or doing anything in the background because at the end of the day, it's the tech that sells itself. Their presentation or their keynote, where maybe people will catch part of it, is only a small fraction, a fraction of what the experience is on an iPhone. People have to live with that tech. And if the tech sucked, trust me, it wouldn't work. It actually works and it actually performs quite well. So I don't, I, I feel like a lot of people appreciate that as far as when it comes to iPhones and so on. The Pixel 4, actually, you know what? Yeah, Aditya makes a perfect example there as well. So uh, I think if you're trying to go with more of a budget-friendly version, the Pixel 4a is a great option. Uh, larger display than what we got with the Pixel 3a, and of course, uh, great performance when it comes to camera. The only thing I would probably say is just keep in mind the horsepower on that is a little bit, uh, it's not as strong. Um, so if you're looking for something maybe more of a Pixel experience, but a little bit less, uh, I would say not as expensive as it was last year, the Pixel 4 XL will also be a good option as well. Uh, Javier Hidalgo, uh, all right. So I'm curious about the Note 20 return. Are you putting the return towards the fold? Uh, yes. So I, I, I'm hoping, let's, I'll circle back with that one. I'm hoping you got that. So the short answer, I was forced to do so. I didn't. I originally did not want to, uh, but it, yes. The uh, the way they ended up doing it is they told me that the 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 credit, by the way, was for the for the S10 was about 550. So that was the credit they gave. And uh, they said that if they were to apply a 510, let's say if I was to uh, select the option and I'm turning trading in a 510, the S10, uh, that's actually lower on uh, when it comes to comparison from the note to the fold, which is weird because they're a few weeks apart. But anyways, that's that's I'll leave that apart. I'm not going to worry about the whole thing. The short answer is they owed me 550. So the way they're doing it is right now, they said, I need to wait for my Galaxy Z Fold 2 to ship. So that has the moment it ships, meaning the purchase is complete. Um, they will go ahead and apply a 550 refund on that. So the way it will work is they'll refund me $550 out of that purchase, uh, and which ends up basically being me getting my 550 back from the Note 20. So yes, in a way, it does get credited. I can't put it towards a future purchase because I've already pre-registered my uh, Galaxy Z Fold. And uh, so, yeah, it, it ends up basically becoming a refund. And I hope that I'm, I'm hoping that there, there's no issues there. Uh, but yes, that's the main thought about that. Uh, thoughts on the Pixel 5. I think the Pixel 5 right now, we're getting very close, right? We're seeing a lot more rumors on it. There's, I, you know, I think I saw somewhere where they're thinking, you know, obviously it'll be around where Android 11 you know, gets announced. So um, I really think the Pixel 4a is going to make the Pixel 5 have a hard time to exist because the Pixel, the Pixel 4, the, the, the A line, right? The 4a, the 3a line, we're intended to be more in May, that mid-year timeline. We just we just got the Pixel 4a in August. 
absolute fantastic device, 350, great, great hands-on. Um, the, the fact that we're also not going with a flagship processor anymore on the Pixel 5, that's going to be something that also makes you get the experience different there. But my goal is to see how the big difference is. We're looking at two 7-series processors. Are they going to be that big of a difference? Does the 5G make a big difference for us? And well, obviously, the cameras and what we get with the experience. So I'm excited to see what they offer, but I'm still rooting for the 4A at this point, only because I don't have hard, you know, hard numbers on the Pixel 5 yet. Uh, once we have that, I think that'll be a great option. But I feel like it's it's a, it's something for us to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, Minja Muhammad, uh, he said the V60 is the V60 is a go phone overall, but I am skeptical about the software support longevity, and that's. It's, it's if there's anything ever well if there's ever anything that's ever been consistent across LG line of devices, it's the software support post sale software support. So you'll generally get like one quick update to do a quick fix. But yeah, no, I mean they're great when it comes to their hardware department. They're great in their innovation. I mean we just saw the the new LG device that they talked about it at IFA, the Wing. Obviously the whole you know where the device just tilts sideways and now you have a second display, but it's part of the device. And there's a whole bunch of different things. I. I I admire the the R and D department at, at LG. Um, I just wish the LG department, the R and D department, had a meeting with the software department, <laughs> and they said, "Look, we're going to innovate. We're going to bring out a whole bunch of cool things. You just have to support it, and please support it for longer than you know a very short time." I mean, we still get updates. I'm not saying we're not. They're just very few and far apart. That's my only problem. And I wouldn't say problem, but I would just say uh, just you know experience that we're seeing there. Uh, oh, Adam. Yes, I think we saw that one before. Uh, we'll jump back. Okay, so here. Um, what about if if I want to get a Samsung phone? Phone. Which one should I buy? Um, if it comes down to a Samsung phone, it's a tough one. I think the Note 10. The Note 10 is still a really good uh, device to get. You'll get a good price on it. It, uh, it, it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it should be receiving the uh, One UI 2.5. So all the cool new features are in there. And um, you're getting more storage in there. Uh, you still get the same experience. You don't get a headphone jack. I feel like that's when we lost the headphone jack. But um, you're still going to get a good sound experience, stereo speakers, great performance, large display. A lot of the stuff that Samsung has to offer at a lower price because the Note 20s are out now. Obviously, it's a year old. But the 855 uh, is actually a very capable processor, especially on a, on a Note. Um, you, you definitely wouldn't, wouldn't have any problems on that one. Uh, Aditya, oh, so the S20 or the S20 Plus are good options. The Ultra has a new camera issues, and it still does, by the way. Uh, I still have my S20 Ultra. The seeking issue is there. If you tap the focus on it, it's not as bad, but it just takes away from the whole you know, open camera and take a video. You just have to focus and take a little bit more time to set it up. Uh, yes, so I think you're, you're answering there. The Note 10 Plus is still a good option. So yeah, uh, ER1980, especially with the fact that it will... Uh, receive major OS updates for another two more years and likely security patch updates for another three. Absolutely. And I feel like you read my mind on that one. Yes. Um, oh, ah. Hmm. So from what I know now, not that I want to bag on the Pixel, but if the cameras are a big thing for you, Xperia 5 Mark II. That, that, that would be my thing. So uh, what you look at, what, you, what are you looking at is asking, uh, how do you feel about it? Pixel 5 versus Sony 5, uh, the Sony 5 uh, Mark II. So uh, we saw some renders, we saw some leaks talking about the Xperia 5 Mark II that's going to be coming out uh, actually soon, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. 2020 is almost done. Uh, 
Uh, and But the rumors that we saw is that it will be carrying a 120 hertz 1080p panel as opposed to what we saw, which was a, uh, a 4K 60 frames per second panel with upscale, uh, gra upscale processing on the Xperia 1 Mark II. Short answer, don't have any hard, solid things on that. If I just went based on rumors right now, since both of these devices are not around, I think they're both going to be going to be running really good processors with the exception of, I feel like, the eight, uh, the Xperia 5 Mark II is going to cost more because it's going to run the 855 or the 865, probably the 865 Plus. I can't be quoted there. Uh, but you're also getting the higher refresh rate. You're also getting the cameras, the much better performance cameras. You're getting Cinema Pro functionality, Camera Pro photography pro so there's a whole bunch of things that i would say is you have to also kind of appreciate what the xperia line is bringing um, i think what sony what uh what pixel or google will be bringing to the table here if they do decide to go with the same camera setup that we've seen in the leaks essentially a telephoto and a main camera um you're still going to be able to get some great pictures it's just that if you lack or if you really need that wide angle lens uh that's going to be a tribute that's going to attribute to a slightly different experience for you so uh, i would probably say let's give it some time only, I mean, I'm not going to say only time will tell, but actually that is literally how it's going to be. Uh, but we're very close to both of them. They can't be gone. They can't be released too late in the year. Uh, we are in September, so we pretty much are almost at the holiday season-ish. So, you know, October or Techtober usually, but we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, more than likely, though, uh, even if they do announce, let's say, one of these, both of these devices, they're probably not going to be available till, no, uh, till October anyways. Because if you remember how the Xperia did, they announced it, I think, at the beginning of July. No, at the beginning of June in the U.S., and then it was it wasn't available till the end of July in the U.S. So imagine if they announced it in September. Just imagine end of October at the very earliest. Um, I would skip the S20 series from Samsung. Lots of camera issues. Plus the Exynos model from Samsung is a big no. Yeah, same issue with the with the Note line. The Exynos is still is still in the same point, uh, same boat. The Asus Zenfone Pro. Oh, without order. Yeah, uh, with. <laughs> 7 Pro. So the, the the Zenfone 7 Pro has built on a legacy, and I want to say a legacy because it's it's something that I feel like the fandom around the first Zenfone 6 was big. Uh, it was hard to find. It was an amazing $500 phone that just it was easily easily just impressive in the way it actually brought a mechanical function to a camera that enabled us to use the best cameras all the time. Speaking of which, one of the reasons why I really like the Z Fold 2, they used or they listened to the things that they did on the Z Flip, and now you're able to use the main cameras on the back to take selfies and pictures while using the phone open in tablet mode. You are going to look like a guy that's taking a picture with a camera with a tablet, but on the other hand, you're using the best cameras on that. Um, I think the 7 Pro is definitely has a lot of potential. I think I I still feel it's 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 hard. It's it's very hard, and also. I'm not sure why, but it's not coming to the U.S., so it's hard for us to recommend. What? And this time we got Vegeta. Every week it changes a little bit. So please let me know, by the way, if you guys uh, hear the fan. If you don't hear the fan, I am, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm astonished at this point with the way the microphone is working. Uh, oh, Matt's in the comments. Hey, at uh, at work, man. Sorry for the late comments and uh, interaction. No, I appreciate you, man. I realize every time we have a, the live stream, Matt, is that either you're getting off work, you're about to get home. Uh, as you guys know, Matt is in the UK, and so there's about eight hour difference or so between myself and him. So where it's almost noon for me, it's 8 p.m. So it's the end of day for him, and I appreciate him jumping in, of course. Uh, but yes, hope, hopefully you had a good day. Um, 
oh, so here, uh, Minja, uh, Min, uh, sorry, Minhaj is saying is uh, the video from JRE about the Exynos versus the Snapdragon on the Note 20 Ultra hits Samsung's right there. Selling a $1,300 flagship with last year's performance is cheating. Uh, hashtag boycott Exynos. Uh, it, it's a hard thing. It's hard to boycott that chipset if it's the only chipset in your market, especially if you want that device. Um, it's. I really feel like they, they really should have gone Qualcomm all the way. We know they can support it. I don't think it's a shortage of a shortage issue. And I also don't understand why, what are the features that the Exynos bring into the European market that the Qualcomm cannot? Maybe that's maybe the limitation. In the past, long time ago, when it, when that first divide first started, uh, we saw that because it was Qualcomm was only able to support the certain modems that with the bands that are working in the US. Because the US likes to be unique. I realize there's always going to be that situation. Um, and Qualcomm was the only one that was able to work with us, and Exynos was not. And I think we did see Exynos on Zonda device one time, and then they reverted back right away. So short answer, um, yes, in the U.S., Qualcomm is king, uh, and I realize that, but they're there for a reason. They perform so well. And I think it's one of those things that we will always need to appreciate. Um, what about the Dell XPS 15 uh, for a college laptop? Is it a good option? Uh, I think most laptops are going to be perfect. With you know, I mean, for college, if we're talking purely educational, I'll say that because there's always that slash gaming concept going that in my mind. Um, I think the XPS 15 is more than capable, right? Uh, form factor, I definitely wouldn't go with anything smaller, especially for the extended amount of time that you're going to be sitting in front of it because using it, uh, displays are a big thing that people generally don't. Uh, unless the form factor fits you, I feel like 15 or 15.6 is, is exactly that right spot. It's big enough that you're able to sit on it for an extended amount of time. If you prop it up a little bit, it looks like a bigger display. Also, the XPS 15 is just a powerhouse to start with. Dell is, makes great laptops, um, and I think it'll work really good. It may not perform as good in gaming, especially with the latest titles, but it's just something that you want to keep in mind. I'm not sure which model of the XPS 15 that you're looking into, but uh, definitely a big win on that one. DTA, or uh, what, yes, I think that's what we were talking about. DTA was like, no apologies needed. Glad you're here, man. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say this, though. Please, Aditya and Matt, please be nice. Be nice to each other. Uh, did I miss? No, no, not yet, Scott. Almost, almost there. And Scott, man, that beard, I love it. Appreciate the beard, man. Always, always, always. And the new channel slogan, and I'm, I'm working on putting some new stuff from that is, let the beard guide you. Um, if you're new to the channel, you haven't seen it before, this is the TK Bay beard. Uh, it is, it, it, it's been on for a while, but uh, I, and I need to trim a little bit. I, I realize I need to trim it. It's going long. But yeah, always, always appreciate the beer club. Uh, yeah, so Aditya is bringing a kind of a good comment. Maybe not boycotting Exynos as entirely, but maybe rework the pricing scheme, which makes perfect sense. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the S6 and the S7 uh, were actually better uh, than the SD variant, and that is actually true. There was a quite a long running streak where Exynos was performing much better. From a development standpoint, Exynos were always more friendly to developers from you know, you know, special custom ROMs, rooting, and so on, because Samsung released the code uh, to basically allow people to unlock their devices much easier than Qualcomm. Qualcomm always took longer. Uh, but yes, there was a performance different shift in the other way back in the day when Exynos first came in. It had all the benefits of the Qualcomm chipset with better performance and better thermals. That was the other problem. Sorry, other performance improvement where now it kind of flipped again on its head it's the other way around uh <laughs> dts scott you're early man yeah no, no don't don't worry uh mr commer is oh mr commer's in the comment i didn't see him 
Uh, oh, here we are. Uh, did Google buy HTC a few years ago? Uh, actually, let's go ahead and jump real quick down to that comment. Uh, Google bought their tech department uh, for HTC, not the company, and that's exactly what it is. They bought a part of it. It, it wasn't an entire acquisition. Um, Motorola Mobility is the company that uh, Google purchased and then sold back to Lenovo. So there was that different where Le Motorola was at for a short amount of time under Google and then now became back to the Lenovo company. Uh, but HTC as a company, no, they did not buy it entirely. It was a uh, small, uh, think of it as the R&D department of HTC. That's that, that would be the best way to say it. Uh, what is your phone principle? Uh, well, uh, main phone right now, uh, I'm actually been playing with the OnePlus 8 again. I'm jumping on this one. I don't know if you guys saw the video I posted a few weeks ago, uh, but OnePlus has started to push out their uh, beta, or I guess... It's the developer preview three, which is now developer preview four. I don't know if you guys are installing it or not. Um, and it runs on the OnePlus 8 and the OnePlus 8 Pro uh, for giving us access to the new beta of Oxygen OS 11, I guess, um, and Hydrogen OS, the new version of both of those. Uh, so I've been using it on mine, so the OnePlus 8, and I'm in the middle of the process of switching between the S20 Ultra to the Note 20 Ultra uh, to finish off my kind of like roundup here on the Note 20 Ultra, although. Uh, as you guys may have caught the wind at the beginning of the video, I may be not getting rid of the S20, so I'll be running that one in the background. So I'll maybe put it aside for a little bit, run the Note 20, and then at some point revert back once I give the uh, Note 20 Ultra to my wife. Um, Keystone. Oh, okay. I thought they uh, they I thought they bought. Yeah, no, they they didn't. Uh, it was more of a, I would say, a joint uh, relationship, definitely. So that yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, Please do a setup tour. Uh, Gear, you, you're working for your YouTube videos. Uh, what's on your phone launcher? I, I haven't done what's on my phone for quite some time. I, and I, I pre, yeah, I do. I remember those. those. Those are actually always good. The the tour in the office, I, I always struggle with because I have multiple setups, right? But it's all kind of in this area, this general config, configuration. Um, and it is actually almost at a, I would say, at almost the right way that I've wanted it. It's one setup for live streaming, video recording, um, voice conferences, like you know, conference calls, video chat, uh, Zoom calls, uh, classes, everything that I need to do are literally all capable from here. And what I really like about it is I'm able to prop in my PC, my uh, Windows PC machine, or I can prop in my Mac and it works the exact same way. Um, and what I love about it is I'm able to use my GH5 as my main camera as opposed to using the webcam built in. Not, not that there's anything wrong with it, it just the performance, obviously, the uh, the bang for the buck kind of works much better here. Uh, but I appreciate that. Yes, no, definitely. I need to do something like that. Um, Abibo, when I checked on the Dell XPS 15 online, it has one of the least, uh, the latest graphics and a, a good amount of RAM on spec. Is that good for gaming? So what I meant to say with that is, uh, obviously, it's uh, depending on the type of gaming and the monitor on the device. So if it's running a 60 frames per second refresh rate device uh, monitor, the limitation of the greatest graphics isn't going to really change that experience. I meant gaming laptops, as you can imagine, go to like 120 or even higher refresh rate. So those are things to keep in mind. It'll perform well and it'll work well for you when it comes to gaming, but it's really more meant to be more for educational content consumption, uh, you know, for work type of a, a PC. Uh, wouldn't necessarily consider it as uh, gaming specific. That's what I meant. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So. Uh, with the fact that some of the comments are calming down a little bit, I do want to talk to you guys real quick about this. I, I did put that in the comments as well, or at the title of the video. Um, so Zendure, if you're not familiar with them, they they make massive power banks. They're they're known actually around uh, the, the 
the market as actually one of the better options available to be able to uh, provide like power banks with the amount of power that they're able to provide you and also the ability of just sharing so much. And I do want to share with you guys real quick this little guy. So, and I just realized I'm zoomed out all the way. So let's go ahead and zoom in a little bit, bringing you guys in. And here we are. I do apologize for the keyboard. And here is my OnePlus 8, which now I have chocolate on my case and I need to clean that up. Ah. Wonder why I have chocolate on my desk. I got to talk to my son. So here we are, OnePlus 8. Uh, one thing I really like about this is, first and foremost, this is capable of providing up to 100 watts of output power. So meaning you can actually charge your MacBook Pro and another device or up to four devices at the same time. It's USB-C all the time. There's no question about what you need with it here. Uh, one of the other thing about it is you can see here the percentage on the battery output on both sides. So it also gives you the output based on the channel that you're in. So you notice here channel one, channel two, three, four. So one, two, three, four. And what I wanted to do real quick for you guys. So here, let's say I, I plug in this cable and we're going to go ahead and plug in one of my laptops or my, I guess, tablet slash laptops. Uh, so here, this is, uh, well, actually, I switch over here. So this is my uh, Pixel Book. This is from a couple of years ago. This is obviously not the latest version of the Pixel Books. Uh, and the reason why I want to show you this to you is I want to show you guys, like, when you plug it into charge, so I'll go ahead and give it power. And I'll give it a second to turn on here. We'll turn on the display. You'll notice I have 97% battery. Gives me the exact wattage power used by that laptop. So about almost 15 watt-hour uh, watt power. It has 9,350 watt-hours left. Uh, the milliampere battery here is a 26,800 uh, 26, milliampere battery. Very small. You can see very, very good. Um, and you can actually kind of reference it. It's not as tall even on the, uh, as the Note 8. You're able to basically switch the port. So let's say I switch over to port 2. It'll do the exact same thing. It shifts over. tells me exactly what the port of it. So these two ports on the left are capable of providing, uh, and, a, and you can actually see it here. In, they're both in and out ports. So on this side, and these are out ports. I'm able to plug it in here. Now, this one's limitation is 18 watts of maximum power. So that's right here, 15.4. And again, uh, you're able to do this with up to four devices at the same time. No problem at all. But what I want to do here is I want to show you guys that it's able also to provide power to something stronger than a Pixel Book. Now, Pixel Books are not known to be very power consuming, but let's talk laptops. So this is my Huawei MateBook Pro. This definitely will suck up way more power when it comes to charging. So we'll go ahead and turn it on one more time. And we're going to switch over back to the 100 watt hour uh, port. And I'll give them a second right there. And we'll go ahead and plug it in. I'll give it there. And you could see right there. So 5.4, 4.9. 37 watt, 56. So we can definitely appreciate having the full power. So this is actually going to be pretty much also very much where you're using to charge up, let's say, your MacBook Pro, 16-inch laptop. So that needs about 60 watts. This will go all the way up to 100. Again, very small. The Zendure, this is the, uh, basically, it's called the um, Super Tank. Super Tank Pro is the model that they currently have. It's available online. Uh, let me show you guys real quick the listing. And we'll do the inception actually at the same time here. So look at screen two. We'll go ahead and share. And um, it's currently available on Kickstarter. They uh, were great, actually uh, very nice of them to actually send me a unit itself. Uh, and it is actually fully funded now. So if you guys like to check it out, I gave you guys a link to that in the description below. It will work on almost any laptop that uses USB-C. And if you do need to use a converter with it, make sure you do so. Firmware upgradable, OLED display, four ports USB-C. Two at 100 watts, two at 18 watts. Fast through charging, so you can charge it and charge away from it. And of course, uh, firmware upgradable and really, really nice. Very good. 
And um, I'll give you guys some more information about that. I'm, I'm trying to finish up a video for it, but I did not want to make skip it uh, for us, uh, specifically since their campaign still had about 24 days left to go. So let's go ahead and go back real quick to the comments. See, I think we have a few more. Uh, oh, my, my scroller went up all the way. Okay. Uh, yes, actually, if I'm not mistaken, I'm right, right there. Oh, okay. I thought it looks fine. Uh, okay. I think he already kind of saying a keystone. Oh, U11. Oh, classic phone. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Coinex, uh, do you think that the Samsung Galaxy S21 will have a 4K screen and 8K60 HDR recording um, support? So the 8K60, I think it's, um, there's a good possibility from the stuff that I've seen at this point, I haven't seen any kind of solid concrete information that the 875 is going to support 8K60 yet. Uh, I know that the 865 was the first one to support 8, uh, 8K 24 frames per second. Although if you technically go on the uh, on the V60, it's at 8K 30 frames per second. It's uh, basically, they, I guess they upscale it to 30. Um, short answer, I would say it's quite possible. I don't think Samsung will jump into the 8K, uh, into the 4K display right away. I feel like the right solution for them right now is to fix their 2K 120 hertz refresh rate option, maybe go to 144. That could be a potential. But then at that point, obviously, then you're definitely stuck at the, the 1080p resolution. Um, I think the S20 line will definitely be a powerful, a more powerful uh, device, but I don't think they're going to be going into 4K. I think that's that'd be nice to have. They may put that on the Ultra as an option, as they kind of did it with this year, where they hold experimentation going on. Uh, 8K 30 frames per second for sure. There's no question that that will be a, a minimum upgrade from what we have right now. 8K 60 as well. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we start getting that kind of content. But keep in mind. 8K24 right now is purely for basically outdoors and I would say more just nature type of uh, video. And it's just not usable in any format because there's nothing you can output to that will use it. Even if you wanted to put it on your TV, at best, most of us had 4K. And even then, when you're doing it wirelessly, it has stuttering issue and it's not going to display that well. So I feel like for what you're getting, for the features that you're getting, I feel like 8K is great to have not fully functional yet. I think 4K is where pretty much where the standard is now. And I feel like as long as it does that, it does that well. So 4K 60, maybe give us four, uh, you know, 4K 120. That would be nice to do as we start seeing some of those, you know, they want to bring in DSLR features, uh, but definitely fix the cameras and make uh, give us a better example. Uh, but the S21, we are five months or so. Once we see the announcement for the 875, which should be in another month or so, that's what that will be when we're able to start making some good assumptions because you know the S, S the S line always gets that chip the first generation of all the Qualcomm's that Qualcomm pushes out. Uh, yes, no, Aditya's uh, that I've, I'm always surprised with the ways Endure does their power bank. They're very big actually, and I and I always appreciate them reaching out. Uh, the the fact that is an all USB C, so no more worrying, and the fact that it is pretty much just standardized with anything that I want to charge. So. I want to charge my packet, my Pixel Book, my uh, my Mate Book. My, I want to charge my laptop, uh, my MacBook works fine. I want to charge my camera, my smartphone. Uh, supports uh, PD delivery. Uh, Twenty six thousand eight hundred milliampere battery is a massive battery, and it's literally this small. Like, we're not talking about like a very long power bank. Very good, very small. And the LED, like I've always had to use external uh, gauge measures to be able to see exactly how much power I'm drawing. This one is perfect. And it charges actually from zero to 100% in about an hour and a half if you're charging it with a fast charger. It's, that's another thing. Charging it that quickly to be able to charge out of it is absolutely fantastic. 
Uh, and again, uh, the link for that will be in the description below. Uh, it is to their campaign to be able to check it out. And of course, uh, if you'd like to check it out and show some love, I appreciate that as well. Uh, Mr. Comer is, oh, the U11. Oh, man, the U, the U series of HTC devices were definitely unique, but def they looked amazing. Um, Eastern, I would go for the Moto G. Oh, last week, was, uh, oh, the, the Moto G stylus last week was $100, if anything, if any of it is good. Uh, Matt, personally, the power bank's worth, uh, oh, uh, uh, with, a, with a screen isn't useful enough for me to warrant the price. The price power bank, uh, oh, the simple power bank is fine for me. So, yes, I am with you with the, the, the feature. I think the display, so this... This is more of a geek thing. For me, I always want to know because that's how I usually look at it. In my mind, when I look at a power bank, I'm always assessing the power output from it. Um, the display may not be the biggest selling feature of it, but the fact that it outputs at 100 watts, that's actually the biggest factor. That You can charge two laptops, two big laptops out of it at the same time. So for me, as a, as a travel kind of a companion, I can run my MacBook, my camera, and my tablet at the same time without having to use external power. So for you, if you guys remember that one time, um, when I, we had that power outage at the house and the, the whole the whole live stream, I think Isa was on with us. I actually ended up running off a power bank. It's a, it's a much bigger power bank, but essentially I ran off of a power bank and I ran the lights, the camera, the laptop, the monitors, all of the stuff that you saw in here was running off a power bank. It's like a massive one, but it, again, it depends on the use that you have. Uh, and I appreciate always the, the function, but yes, make sure you get the one that works perfect, uh, better for you. And uh, you're right. Not every time, not everything needs to have a display. I, I, I will, I will, pre, I will say that uh, I understand too many displays. Um, yes, it is a great camera because okay. So I, I think you guys are talking about the U11. I, I remember Keystone. Uh, definitely, uh, it's a good dual speakers as well. Yes, no. HTC originated the dual speakers. Hey man, remember Boom Sound. That's the best. And I think I still have the HTC M7 here somewhere. Um, let me see here. And I think Mr. Comer, if I'm not mistaken, did you change your, oh, yes, I think you did change your uh, your icon. I think I used to be a different one before. Uh, please do a video on the Mr. Who's the Boss, with Mr. Who's the Boss, please. <laughs> you guys will make a very good video. Um, yeah, you know what? Actually, I, I'll reach out. I'll see if I can reach out to, uh, um, see if he's he's actually open to, to jumping maybe on the on the live stream i did a video with uh super Sap not that long ago and uh, arun and i i haven't had a chance to run uh, to hang out with arun since uh last time we saw each other it, it actually at uh, um, uh at the uh, qualcomm tech summit last year in maui so uh he's a great guy very very down to earth and easy to approach so i'll, I'll reach out and see what we could do uh, always appreciate his content as well uh let's see here chemi oh here chemi's jumping in uh, I know a few people in this uh, uh, from Sun Valley, Tautronic, Raft Power, and ba uh, and Bava. They're in Sun Valley. I think I can tell them to send you some stuff uh, to check out if you're interested. Uh, so I'm familiar with Tautronic and Raft Power. I don't know who Vava is. I haven't worked with them before. So Raft Power and Tautronic do do reach out. I didn't realize that they were so close. Sun Valley is actually not far from where I am. But uh, yes, definitely, man. I appreciate the the hookup there. Um, I just want the, uh, okay. See, I, I knew this was going to come up at some point in the conversation. So uh, Matt Tyler's jumping in with the, I just want the ROG phone too. Simple, right? Wrong. Asus really is making it hard for us to get one here. Um, sorry, one second. Uh, 
Um, so I think what, what's going on right now is uh, I think Matt's referencing the uh, marketing uh, approach that ASUS is going with with the ROG Phone 3. Um, obviously, as you guys saw, there was an announcement. They, they made the announcement. And I think the pricing and availability for the uh, for the ROG Phone 3 was available in euros, not in uh, in British pounds. So uh, they, they launched it to Europe. Uh, availability in the UK isn't as as what was expected. And also, uh, even in the US, we're starting with you know, the price point is $799, $1,000, and even higher with the different models. Uh, I think honestly, the ROG Phone Three, Matt, is is a great phone. I think it's a it's a good option for you to jump into. I think what you should do though is stick with the Black Shark Three Pro for a little bit. And I want to hear your thoughts on on how is gaming, uh, you know, with the Xiaomi, uh, the the Black Shark Three. It's a great phone, large display, massive battery, and those triggers are actual buttons. They're physical buttons that pop up whenever you need them. Um, but my question would be: Is would you be able, or would you be willing to import it, or you know, buy uh, like I think you and I both have the ROG Phone 2 Tencent edition, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and those are the Chinese models, which for me I felt like was good enough for for ROG for me. I didn't ha I didn't have to pay the twelve hundred or a thousand dollar price. I got mine for four hundred bucks right after launch uh, when I was visiting China uh, last year, and honestly, I we revived it as you guys saw. We have the video that I didn't do a video, but. We re, we did revive the uh, ROG Phone 2 on my end, so definitely appreciate that device. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Actually, speaking of which, I want to see how hot it is outside already, by the way. When we started the live stream, guys, at 10 a.m., it was 84 degrees, and uh, I'm imagining it going quite hot. Like It's, it's barely 12 o'clock my time now, and I'm going to give it a second to refresh if it's going to do it. Oh dang! Oh, this this is, yeah. Okay, guys. So this is an example. It's 114 right now, outside. 114, and it's 12 o'clock. So for us, peak heat is usually around three o'clock in the afternoon. So 112 is roughly 44 degrees Celsius. So for my friends in Europe, I. Yeah, it's hot. It's it's hot. The <laughs> um, G stylus uh, cameras are nice. They're 48 megapixels uh, on that one on the Keystone. I think uh, oh Keystone and uh, Mr. Comer are kind of hanging out back and forth. Uh, Matt, oh, still, still salty about that. <laughs> Knowing you, I'm sure you're fine away. Uh, a DTS. See, I, we talked about that. Be nice, guys. Uh, does the ROG Phone 2 have the right radios for the UK? Um, I think for 4G LTE, it should be fine. I think it's the 5G where it becomes a little bit of a concern. So if you're looking for 5G to support that, that's where the difference. Uh, I think what they did is, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, the Xperia 1 Mark II did have the, the, the right radios for Europe for the 5G. But then we brought it to the US, all you got was 4G LTE. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to find out, Matt, actually, if uh, does it support the right bands? Like, can you just get the European model imported like from uh, maybe from Paris or something like that? And it should, would, that, would that work for you? Um, I wanted to have a 4K screen so I can watch YouTube videos in 4K. So uh, sorry, didn't mean to put the uh, so Coinax is actually talking about the S21 and, and the higher refresh. So the higher resolution on the display. So the question would be is this. Uh, even if they do go to 4K display, the biggest thing that you want to keep in mind is that 4K will drain the battery. So the way um, Xperia does it or Sony does it, it's not always on 4K. You can turn on 4K when you need it, and then it actually goes back to being 1080p. So it's a, a variable uh, resolution type of a display, which works better for you, especially with the batteries that we have these days. 
The S20 Ultra had the biggest battery on the market at 5,000 milliampere, and even that with QHD did not get QHD in 120 hertz at the same time because they didn't want it to drain the battery. So I don't think Samsung is at that point where they've discovered a way to make all of that work. Uh, but having an option of a display at 4K, I think at some point they will. I just don't see them jumping into that right now, especially since they barely started supporting 120 hertz. That literally started this year. Um, sorry, here. Uh, Donald, so Donald uh, Lucino, uh, hello, my friend. Uh, just curious about your opinion on LG getting rid of the G and the V series. So the V series isn't going, right? The, the V series, the V60 is live and well, and it really very good. Uh, I think the G series is what we've saw, what we're noticing is the disappearance. They kind of merged the G and the V into just keep continuing the V series. Um, I feel like the Velvet may just be the new, uh, you know, inception or, uh, I would say, like, the new evolutionary pre presence of the G series. At the end of the day, what we're looking at is they realized that they didn't need to have the G series, which generally ran the flagship of last year with some new technology that they're putting in, and then the V series that end up being basically the powerhouse of whatever they have at the end of the of the year. And that's how they did it for a few times, like with the G4, the G5, and the G6, and even with the G7. The short answer, I feel like the G series is a powerful line of devices, but generally experimental. I feel like the Velvet is a much better position to be for that. And now what they did is they went with the seven series processors for the Velvet. And then, of course, actually, depending on where you're getting it from, because if I'm not mistaken, I think T-Mobile is using MediaTek as a processor, not even a Qualcomm chipset. So short answer is uh, the V is the new, so the, the Velvet is the new version of the G series. And I hope they continue with that, the dual display functionalities. I am sad to see that the G8X was the last G series that did come out, but I feel like at some point LG needs to just concentrate on a flagship and a mid-range, and I feel like they have that right combination right now. Uh, Matt, Aditya, uh, <laughs> it does. Oh, okay, so that that's good. At, at least it does actually uh, support the same uh, the same uh, bands at least. Um, what are you cooking outside at 115 degrees? So. Again, just to kind of reference, and I know you guys obviously know this, but it's 115 degrees Fahrenheit, which is roughly about 45 degrees Celsius. So keep that in reference. It is hot, though. There's just no question. It is hot, and it is not the hottest yet. Um, if it's 112 now, so another three hours worth of rising temperatures, we're going to hit the 118 or roughly 120, which is it's ridiculous. It's ridiculously hot. And uh, for anybody that's out there, please stay hydrated. If you're in California or an area where the heat is hitting, please be safe and please uh, seek um, what they call them cooling centers. So in the past, they used to be malls and libraries. So libraries are open. Malls are not always open, uh, depending where you are. But please find places where you're able to stay cool uh, and make sure to, to stay hydrated and hopefully no rolling blackouts. Um, jumping in real quick. Uh, factor recent reset done, updated to the lasers and it... What? Wait, hold on a second. Matt, what did you... Just do factory reset. Okay, hold on. So Matt Tyler, that's unfortunate. You sure it's not some software break? Indeed, in the so oh, okay. Wait, I I just missed a whole bunch of conversations here. Okay, my Black Shark Three Pro has a defective battery. Getting two to three hours of SOT, it's going back. Oh, you're kidding me. Okay, I'm sorry. We just ah okay. I was very excited for you to be able to play with it. Um. Keystone, uh, yeah, sorry, I'll, I'll jump into that real quick, Keystone. So, Matt, I'm really sorry. Yes, if, if it is that, that that bad, you definitely need to be able to exchange. I hope there are much faster process of exchanging it uh, in uh, you know for you guys than it is for us sometimes because that could take weeks. 
but I, I at the at the very 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 least, I would say you still have your ROG phone too. So at least you're still cool, in my book, you know. Uh, but yes, uh, the Xiaomi Note 10, uh, the Note 10 Ultra. I haven't really had a chance to check that out yet, honestly. Uh, the the only thing that I saw lately, and I don't know if you guys caught that on my uh, on my inst on my on my um, what is it called um, on my Twitter. Uh, there is the Poco, the the Poco X3, and I, uh, I think it was like a, a new Xiaomi phone that just popped up on Amazon uh, in Europe. Uh, and I, I couldn't see the price for it, but it's it's the new Xiaomi phone that we we're all expecting. Um, and that that is pretty much what I'm focusing on. And I saw some some interesting uh, developments there, especially for for from Poco, so for the line of Poco phones. So definitely looking into that. But I will I will check on that, and and hopefully we'll get that for you. If if you can maybe throw me some specs out of that, I'm I'm imagining. Top of the line, but I, I'm not sure with the Note line on Xiaomi. They, if I'm not mistaken, they tend to be not as more, uh, not as performance heavy. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like my, <laughs> when you get when you get tweets and everything on your watch, it gets very wet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Gary's like, wow, it's hot, and it's not the hottest thing. So like I said before, we started the show, it was 84, around 80 degrees. And I knew that by the time it hit 12 o'clock, it was going to be scorching. So, yeah, absolutely stay indoors and please be safe. Uh, so I live in Southern California in the Los Angeles area. So most of actually, most of California is going through a heat wave. So even the, the Bay Area and San Francisco area and so on. But where we are in Los Angeles, because we're in the valleys, we're further inland, uh, it gets very hot and we get that dry heat. So it's not humid, uh, not humid driven. Um, so even though it's just, but it just gets really hot. And where it kicks, where it gets really, really bad is when you're walking and the heat comes at you from two different directions, meaning that the sun is so hot that it's bombarding you with the, re with the rays coming in. And then the ground is so hot that it's reflecting all of that. So by that time, it's just not pleasant to be out at all. So if you don't have to be, just don't. Uh, I, I realize this is perfect beach weather, but please be responsible and be safe when you do go to the beach as well. Um, Yes, uh, and of course, as you can imagine, fire season, fire warning. So there's all of these things are just priming. Like if there's a weird wind, breeze, or whatever, brush fires, it just gets crazy. So um, we get earthquakes and fires. That's how we live here. But then when those two are not happening, we have great weather. So <laughs> you have to kind of, exp I don't know, life life is funny that way. Oh, man. Yes, definitely. Um, what are you <laughs> 115 degrees. I feel like I, I should be able to cook an egg. I, I should be able to just crack open an egg on the sidewalk right now and cook it. Um, and that would be a funny meme if I'm able to do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Matt's factory reset the phone and it's out. And oh, dude, thank you very, very much. Aditya with the super chat. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Please stay cool, hydrated TK and family. Everyone in California in the in that heat, absolutely TK or Bay. It, it is. It is. Like I said, um, when Maryland uh, in Maryland, of course, thank you uh, for hanging out as well. Uh, it is crazy. Again. 112 last year, and it, that was horrible. So we're it's weird. Like August typically is our hottest month of the year historically, like end of July into August. This year, the second part of August, or like maybe about two, one week into August, started getting heat, getting those heat waves. But for a holiday weekend where a lot of us tend to travel and so on, uh, this is just literally forcing everybody to be inside. And if they don't if they're not inside they're going to be running to the beach which uh, there's already a limitation there anyway so with this 
it's going to be an interesting experience. But thank you, thank you, Aditi. I appreciate it. And of course, uh, Maryland. I yeah, one twelve. It, it's crazy, but like I said, it that was one twelve at noon. And as we all know, that's not the highest temperature. So if I'm not mistaken here, let me see if I can just bring it up here. Uh, let me see what's happening. Actually, I, I opened up the wrong app. It more than like, yep, it's one six. <laughs> so guys, uh, it's one sixteen now. So twenty minutes later, one sixteen. I feel like somebody's sitting up there and just like turning on the dials. Like, how hot can I get it for them? Uh, this is crazy, man. One sixteen. It's one sixteen. Uh, actually, I I want to find out now. I I want to see. Uh, in Celsius, so 116F in Celsius. This is going to go crazy. Okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It's 46 already. So it's 46 degrees Celsius, 116 Fahrenheit. I'm smiling, but I'm crying on the inside. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sad too because there are some people that are that are out there, like homeless people that are just sitting there and they're not they don't have a way anywhere to go and they're they're having to deal with all of this. Um, what are the downsides of the Note 20 Ultra? So right now, the Note 20 Ultra as a device, um, I'm I'm trying to say that the only downside I would say probably is the fact that the Note 20 Ultra starts at 128 as opposed to 256. That's one thing that should have been, I would say, just the same. Um, I also feel like the battery is uh, should not have been 4,500. I think absolutely should have been 5,000. I don't think note note owners were crying last year saying Samsung, please make this phone thinner. That was not what they were trying to shoot for. Um, the cameras are good. The laser autofocusing is definitely much better. But the smaller battery and the smaller storage starting point and a thirteen hundred dollars starting asking price tag is a little bit hard because when you jump over to the five twelve, you're jumping over about a couple hundred bucks to fifteen hundred dollars. So at that point, this phone is five hundred dollars cheaper. If you get the 512, it'll be $500 cheaper than an S, than a Z Fold 2. And it has, that phone has two displays. Mind you, obviously, it's less storage, 256, but it's still like, you know, when you look at the comparable I experience, it's a powerful phone, definitely. The Qualcomm, if you're able to pick it up, make sure to pick that up. If you pick up the the Exynos, there's a little bit of a concern there as well. Uh, but I, I think it's there's not much to basically say that the Note 20 line is having any issues. I think it's, the Note 20 was... I, I still believe that the Note 20 is pretty much placed in this equation purely so that people buy the Note 20 Ultra. It's just that when you look at it and you consider it, you're like, it, like the Note 20 Ultra makes more makes more sense. Uh, Donald uh, Lucino, uh, hey TK, what do you think about the uh, the direction it's going with? Oh, I think we already covered that one. Sorry, I'm, I I realize I may have might have gone a little bit further. Oh yes, definitely. Gary, I, I, this is one of those times where I really wish we had a fire hydrant out, uh, outside that just sh showered the whole place with water just to kind of cool down. Absolutely. Uh, and that, again, one of the main reasons why I have the fan running in the background, which I'm hoping you guys can't hear, it's because of this whole uh, situation is because if I don't have it, there's so much heat here, I'll be like literally sweating bullets at this point. Um, what do you think of the Xiaomi Mi Note, uh, Mi Note 11 with the under-display camera? So first and foremost, I'll say that right now. That's the way it should have been. This is not this is not a, a me saying Xiaomi's no. I just saying the reality of the matter is the camera should have been under the display for some time. The pop-up camera, the uh, the punch hole camera, the the teardrop camera, the rotating camera, all of those things are great and I realize that they offer certain experiences and it was an evolutionary step that we needed to go through to get to where we are. 
But at the end of the day, realistically, water, uh, water resistance, so the IPC certification that we want on our devices, will only come if we have a fully sealed device. So mechanical parts, as cool as they are, they take away from that experience. Uh, so for me, under the display, Xiaomi is doing it right, and I feel like that's how it's going to be next year. I think that's where we're going to start seeing that. So Samsung will more than likely use that. Uh, my hope is that they'll improve on what Xiaomi has right now with the four pixel covering on it because you can technically still see the area for it, but it just basically changes where it activates the pixels and disables them. So that's the best way. The 150 megapixel camera, I feel like at some point, realistically, um, you know, we need to stop looking at the megapixels by how high the number is because when they go so high, they're pixel binning, they're combining multiple pixels to generate smaller, more powerful pixels. So the 108 megapixel uh, camera that we saw on the S20 Ultra, or even the Xiaomi devices from before, they're all pixel binning their uh, uh, their process, their pixels to actually provide us more of a 16 megapixel camera or a 12 megapixel camera experience. So the end of the process is yes, more bigger pixels will always give us better pictures. Sony proved that hands down that they can perform much better on a 12 megapixel sensor with a bigger pixel than a 148 megapixel sensor on a different device. Short answer, I hope they do it right. I hope they get the, the software support for that and the camera processing to do well. But I really feel like I think we need to focus on more bigger, better pixels than just the sheer number of 150, 200, 300 megapixels. As long as the numbers mean something other than just numbers, that would be really the hard thing. But uh, the fact that they're also supporting now the brand new Qualcomm, uh, the, the super fast charging uh, on this, we, we also, that's another big factor on that one that I'm really excited for. Um, it's amazing because here, uh, the other side of the continent, it's about 16 Fahrenheit, about 61 Fahrenheit. So it, it depends, like I said, that's what I'm saying. It's where you are, we're getting this massive heat and I'm not sure if it's coming from the south up or from the north up, but whichever it's coming, it just comes and sits in our area. Now, mind you, if I drive to the beach, the temperature would be basically maybe 30 degrees less, but it's still going to be in the 80s. It's still going to be uh, you know, upper 80s, close to the 90s. So it's not going to be very uh, that big of a difference. It is a hot weekend and it is going to be very, very hot. Uh, hey, Donald, how you doing, man? Billy's 80. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm coming over to your side, man. This 81? I'm scared to look in. I'm scared to look at this thing and see how hot it is. If it even got hotter, I don't. I hope it didn't. Okay, no, it's still holding it. It's holding at 116. It's not a number. It's not a good number to jump on. Um, Alberto da Silva, hey TK. Um, here in the UK, some uh, some of our carriers are charging 300 euros upfront for the Note 20 Ultra and pay at least 60 pounds, 60 70 pounds. Wow, that is a lot per month for two years for the phone and a 4G SIM. With, uh, for unlimited call, text, and 10 gig internet. Wow, I I always thought, so just kind of the reason why you're getting that shocked look on my face is from my experience that I've seen, at least in the UK, for me, I've always, whenever I travel to, to let's say, Europe, or France, Europe, any of the general areas, I always picked up a, a SIM card from three. Three to me was always like the best option when it came to, to, to uh, data. But 300, euro, 300 pounds to start with. And on top of that, you're paying 70 pounds a month, 60 to 70 pounds a month on the Note 20 Ultra. That, yeah, no, that, I mean, the reality is, yeah, that it, it is. If you're thinking about getting that device, it's going to be hard. For me, the way I, I was able to factor it and fix it on my end is, I, like I said, I, I traded in a device. I, had, I have devices that I purchase, and sometimes they'll just sit there for some time. And uh, Samsung likes to take, you know, Samsung devices. So for me, 
ES10 was a device that I've traded in, but it is hard and it is very ridiculous. I don't think it's worth that much for what it offers unless you really, 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 really need the S Pen. Really, the Note, I think the S20 would, S20 Plus would definitely do way better. Um, you're getting the same software experience, you're getting the same processor, same, uh, same overall ecosystem as far as what you're going to benefit from Samsung without having to pay the extra price. Because like, I don't think the Ultra is even, uh, it, for what they offered, was worth it. Um, I jumped on it mostly because in my mind, I was thinking I wanted the largest battery on the market. I wanted the fastest charging battery. Also, that was the other thing. Sorry. One of the other comments about somebody else with the Note uh, is that it doesn't actually support 45 watt charging. It only supports 25. So the super fast charging that we have on the S20 Ultra, the 45 watt or uh, the charging option, that was only available on that. The Note did not benefit from that, even though it has a better processor. But that that is absolutely ridiculous, man. Um, oh, Mr. Comer, man, I do apologize. Uh, I think some of the... Ah. I, you know what? I appreciate it, dude. I, I, I totally, I do. I am very, very sorry. I think it may have been during that time when I was talking about the note. I did take my eye away and um, I will, I, I'm trying to go through the comments, but I can't seem to see it, but I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate it very, very much. And of course, always, you're always hanging out hanging out with us. And of course, keeping it, keeping it here and supporting the channel uh, as always. Um, sorry. Virginia's 81 day. You guys are enjoying the weather, but so here's the flip side though. If you guys are for, for, for our non-US, uh, uh, for, for, the, for the people that are not hanging out in the US with us. Um, so East Coast has a different set of things to deal with, right? So they get their tornadoes, they get their, um, they get their weather system, like the whole, uh, when, when we're talking about basically monsoons and so like, there's a whole bunch of different parts of the, the states get those type of weather problems. We get heat, we get earthquakes, and we get those type of issues here. So every place has their own quirks. And um, one thing that I, so I, I, when I first moved into Cali a long, long, long time ago, wasn't really aware. I knew the, I knew that it was basically good weather. Generally, it was nice, uh, but I never knew about earthquakes, and nobody mentions it. And then I think it was in '94 my first experience of an earthquake, and it was a shocker. So. It's always a scary thing. We always know at some point or another it's going to happen. So it's something to keep in mind. Uh, but it always scares me whenever we hear like temperatures and stuff like that. Let me see here. Are we still 116? Yep, we're still 116. Perfect. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's go ahead and go through some of the other uh, comments here. Um, upper 70s here in NYC. Somehow comfortable for once. Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. It, I'm glad you guys are getting some of that. Uh, I know the UK got hit with a massive heat wave not that long ago, and there there is a even bigger problem in the UK because most of the structures in the UK are set up in a way to hold in heat because of the colder weather climates. So you can imagine when it gets very hot outside, they don't have AC, and on top of that, their houses are intended to hold the heat. So cooling becomes a very challenging effect there as well. Uh, Oh, North Jersey, North Jersey uh, last night. Uh, is it true that when you post a social media with an Android, it's very compressed? So depends on what, what, which version of Android that you're using. But yes, in, in, in theory, the way, the, the way it's actually run, both, uh, actually take that back, both uh, Android and iOS will compress the image. Uh, you know, obviously, Twitter is not going to post a 
three megapixel, uh, three uh, sorry, three megabyte or six megabyte pixel that you just took on your phone with this high megapixel ratio uh, on their server, it'll just flood the system with overall. So they do need to compress. It's kind of like how YouTube does it, right? Even though I'm producing a 4K 60 video, by the time it gets there, even though it'll show it to you, it's encoded in a different codec at a much smaller size. So the compression is, is does seem to be a little bit high depending on how you're doing it. And if you're trying to post from let's say Instagram over to Twitter, it gets even worse. But yes, they, uh, depending on your device. The Mi Note 10, uh, the Mi Note 11 is 150 megapixels. So I would take that again with more megapixels doesn't always mean better megapixels. That'll be my saying for this year, if anything else. Uh, just got the Red Magic 5G now, and I can send the Black Shark 3 back on Monday. Absolutely. So that's actually, you know what? You, you lucked out. That's... So that one actually is a little bit better, and I really had a good time with that one. I was trying to get my hands on the Red Magic 5S, the successor to the Red Magic 5, uh, uh, Red Magic 3 from last year. I'm not sure why we went through from 3 to 5. Uh, but uh, yeah, the 5G, 1080p, uh, 144, uh, large battery, cooling fans, trigger buttons, gaming systems all around. Uh, definitely. Uh, the only thing I would say, Matt, keep in mind, it's a Nubia. So support software just make sure you're happy with what you have right now uh donald lazina you're the best reviewer that i build as honest as possible. i i appreciate that and i try and i try that's the main thing that i try to sh uh, to share is um i'm not trying to sugarcoat it at the end of the day I, my goal is to let you know i like tech speak for itself not a, you know we always have ups and downs we always have you know positives and negatives and at the end of the day it, you should pick whatever works for you regardless of which ecosystem it's in. I don't really think one is better than the other. I realize that one has certain benefits that, again, even you know, like if you're an iOS user or an iPhone user, there is a benefit. Obviously, you wouldn't be there if this was not working. And if you're on Android, it wouldn't you wouldn't be with Android if it wasn't working for you. So always appreciate it there. Uh, uh, yes, so um, Tyreek. Tyreek what? Hey, man. Um, by the way, Tariq, uh, Tarek, nice meeting you. Uh, crazy to think that in twenty, uh, uh, I think in twenty thirty, the S twenty Ultra will be <laughs> like two hundred dollars on eBay. Uh, makes you uh, fantasize how powerful smartphones will, will get that in next day. Um, the concern that I'm starting to feel like at this point, where we're hitting with a certain tech, obviously, I feel like the hardware is light years ahead of where we need it to be. Right. Uh, and I'm talking about like processing power and so on. Like the 5G is a, is a very functional thing to look at. But at the end of the day, we we are, my hope is that by the time we get to that level is that we're going to see more innovation in the form factor. What can we do with our devices that in 2020 we couldn't do? So 10 years leap span. If we just looked at what we were 10 years ago, uh, we obviously now have processors that are more powerful. Or they're powerful enough to run tablets or even PCs. If you think about the fact that um, you know, we now have ultra uh, always on connected PCs that are running on mobile devices processors. So that's always something to keep in mind, Atom-based processors. Uh, so the short answer is yes, I, I'm very excited and more than likely it will be 200 bucks. Uh, but by then, maybe we'll be at 6G, maybe we'll be at 7G. I don't know, we'll be wireless G at this point. But the goal is, as long as we keep pushing forward with improvements, that's going to be the best way to look at it. Um, Coinex, you live in California. You, uh, you know, it, it's not that it's a rich situation if you think of it from a from a concept. Uh, it's a, so cost of living in California is more, but it also 
complements with the date, you know, where, where you're working. So you're, you may make more money, but you're paying more of it to, to, you know, your rent and utilities and so on. So, uh, it's, it's very similar to, let's say if I lived in an area where the cost of living was less, it's not like you're going to be having the same job paying that much for there. So the short answer is, uh, in retrospect, it's, comparable to where if you're living in a different situation in a different part of the country. I wouldn't necessarily say you're rich. It's just you're able to pay your bills. That's at the end of the day, what we're trying, right? Um, what we do every day in and day out is to try to provide for our families and try to make sure that our families are comfortable. Um, not that I, you know, it's not, a, we're not going to get rich out of it. And sadly, no, um, it, it is not. There's a reason why we hustle all the time, but I appreciate the, uh, I wish that was a true statement. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a David Dobrik by any means. I don't have his charisma. Uh, tornadoes. Uh, we don't get these on the East Coast. It's hurricanes. Sorry, my mistake. I meant. I meant to say hurricanes. Uh, it's more of the. Uh, I, I forget where I saw somewhere there was a tornado at some point. But um, so East Coast gets mostly hurricanes. Rarely, uh, aside from uh, on the Southeast winters, and and then uh, we here are blessings. Well, definitely no. But again, it's those are the like Florida gets hits with some massive hurricanes. Like when you see some of the stuff on uh, on the news, it just I don't know if it's just the news effect. But again, I'm imagining the same way where you guys see th stuff on our side, it gets very crazy. Um, Alberto de oh, Alberto da Silva, thanks, CK. I appreciate your input. Um, I'm not buying another Samsung phone if they're if they continue to uh, do this kind of stuff for the for their prices. I'm keeping my Note 10 Plus, which I honestly think is a great, great device. Um, and of course, probably not getting the new phone till, uh, till, the, till this one uh, one dies. Uh, the reality of the matter is you're still going to get at least two more updates. So you'll get Android 11. You'll get uh, definitely security patch updates and one UI 2.5. Unless you're really dying for the 5G and that new gestures things that we have on the S Pen, which I feel like for the most part, you'll get some of those new gestures, uh, the built-in one, because the Note 10 did feature that as well. So I don't really see a big a big need for that. Uh, maybe the Note 9, but even then, uh, that step down in memory is is a big thing for me. Um, why do you think Why do you think Samsung does use two types of chipsets? Um, at the time, I think it started a long time ago because they wanted to build up their own SoC. They wanted to build up their own ecosystem, so they developed their own Exynos processor. Um, and what they wanted to do is to compete, right? So Samsung provides the, the the displays for many devices. So that's one way for them. Now, if they're able to provide their own chipset, it becomes more of a cost benefit, right? It's in-house, no longer having to pay the premium prices to Qualcomm because Qualcomm will get a big chunk of that price, of the price point that you're getting there. Um, so Exynos was uh, was made. And then, of course, at, for, for some time, as Aditya was talking about earlier, uh, it was actually a, quite a big performer. You get more of a benefit on the Exynos than you did on uh, Qualcomm. And then at some point that got shifted either by just maybe the, I don't know if they're just their R&D department, their development just took a hit. The 990 didn't perform as well as what we, the, we got in previous years. So the short answer is that what we can do right now or expect is that Samsung is still going to go with that dual path until they figure out what to do. Maybe Exynos becomes good again and it'll overtake again with the next generation. Um, or I'm hoping Qualcomm just, you know, at that point, just accept that fact and move forward. Um, you'll have a much better user base or happier user base, especially the European models, uh, European users, when they can start appreciating their device, not overheating by taking a few pictures, especially around the processor level. So the 990 has some issues. I'm hoping the next generation, that 1000, I guess, uh, will definitely benefit from that, uh, the improvements there. 
Um, yes, very hard indoors uh, when we have the heat. When we have a heat wave, absolutely. Yeah, no. Um, I was talking to Matt, you know, not that long ago. I also talked to Saf as well from Super Saf. It's a it's a tough thing. It's it's just the way how the, the as a country is not typically able to deal with global warming. Um, temperatures are going up every year, and cold the cold weather is getting colder. So we have to adjust and try to figure out hopefully better ways to do so. Uh, before we go too far, I do not want to forget the TK inception, but let's go ahead and do one more, a few more comments here. Um, oh, Android Purity. Hey, man, thank you for the super chat. Uh, I just got the Note 20 Ultra. Uh, it's way less bright than my OnePlus 8 Pro and my past Samsung phone. Uh, is your Note 20 Ultra that way as well? Uh, and other reviewers have noticed this too. Um, speaking of actually brightness-wise, I don't think... It, so for me, I haven't noticed any issues where it's not as bright. I haven't actually put them head to head. So that's the maybe the uh, the thing that I need to do. Uh, but as far as actual performance, uh, let me just start. Oh, okay. So let me actually we can do that right now. Since uh, I love it when when you get a, when I get a question that I'm able to answer right away. So no, that one's the Nord. Wrong device, you did say the 8 Pro. Let me go ahead and Bring up my 8 Pro, and we'll answer that question right away. I'm just—I had it on the charge, so I'll give it a second to, to boot up. Um, and I'll, so I'll, I'll definitely jump that for you. And uh, I'm assuming you got the US version as well. So let me do that here. I'll give it a second. By the way, uh, Android Purity, if, did you get a chance to check out the beta yet? The the developer, the DP4 on the uh, develop the uh, Android 11. It's not, yeah, Android 11 the developer PV4. Give it a second here, and let's see what we have here. Do a live one. So here we are. You know, it'll be nice if I just move the keyboard, right? So brightness level. And this is going to be, ah, you know, maybe we should turn off dark mode. Let's go ahead and open up Google Play Store. I can just turn off dark mode here. Oh, I forgot about that. I need to change the theme on it. Let's go ahead. We'll open up a, a different option here. So here. Over here. So here we have both displays. So obviously, and we'll go brightness level. So, uh, and of course, I have to adjust the brightness level on my camera now. This is how this is how bright it is. They're both super bright. So, no, I mean they both. I, I'm not gonna lie though. Uh, yes, the 8 Pro definitely does seem a little bit brighter from my my naked eye look. So, unfortunately, the white balancing is just never gonna work great with anytime you try to push the the white the the color scheme on it. Uh, the 8 Pro does seem brighter, a little bit brighter than the uh, Note 20 Ultra. Uh, but what I would probably say is if you're using them independently from each other, it's not that noticeable. So, yeah, no, uh, I haven't noticed anybody else commenting on it, mostly because I think most people are not necessarily looking at both of those displays in that matter with the high uh, brightness. So the only time this would ever be an issue is if you're using both of these phones and you're outdoors for both of them. I think both are uh, legible, so you're able to read them on uh, with both experiences. Uh, I don't see an issue with the one over the other. So I think they're still very, very nice. Um, and Mr. Comerman, I thought it was uh, I was 
still live, but um, I was like six minutes behind. No, I no, I think we're still good. I'm hopefully there's no stuttering with the actual live stream. So let's go ahead. Um, no thoughts on gaming on a Mac. We we need some improvements. I think right now, cloud gaming is going to be a much more a better experience. So we're playing, like I say, with GeForce Now. So something like that will always work a little bit better. Actually running it on the Mac, we just need more better development support. I think uh, for the most part, most developers focus on PCs and PC gaming hardware and optimizations for those. And gaming, and then obviously now with Macs moving over to their own proprietary SoC, so we're we're, we're moving into a new realm of gaming, a uh, new realm of concerns or maybe adapting options there. So we don't really see, or we don't have a specific uh, understanding of how gaming will evolve on a Mac. But for now, unfortunately, uh, I would say you, it's not that it's not doable. There are so many things that you can do. But if you have ever used GeForce Now, try that out on your browser. And then uh, it's internet-based, so it's not really running on your Mac, but you're able to use it through a Mac. Uh, but I, I, unfortunately, I don't recommend that uh, yet. We're not at the point. Uh, for the record, I love my Note 20 Ultra. I just It's just that one issue that really bothers me since I usually use 9800% brightness. So it depends on the, uh, the use case, right? So yeah, if you're always running in that high brightness, you do need because of the environment that you're in and your device needs to be running at that brightness, uh, you are going to notice that difference. But for me, honestly, with just looking at the two displays, uh, the only reason why I'm able to notice it because they're next to each other, but they're both very bright. And like you said, I, I tried to show you guys with the camera on top. I had to adjust the brightness level just so that I can actually show you how they looked. And they were very close um, from a camera standpoint. But yes, I understand. Uh, which site is the best for online shopping? It depends on the area that you're in. I feel like uh, for me, you know, Amazon obviously is the biggest one in the U.S. and Europe. Uh, but there's also, you know, like other other sites that Amazon owns or AliExpress. I think I feel like it's good if I want to want to buy something from. Asia. So there, those are some of the biggest ones, but um, I would definitely do some research on the companies before you pick one. I don't personally recommend uh, other sites than Amazon because I haven't worked with many of them before. So personally, if you're using Amazon, you're always going to be in a good place. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. That's I think that was the same. Yeah. Same comment posted. Uh, Suraj. Yes. No, definitely. Uh, oops. Did I just jump a whole bunch? Oh, here we are. Uh, yes, I got yes. So he, you got the 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 Qualcomm one. Yeah, no, definitely. The the beta has actually been pretty nice on the OnePlus 8 Pro. It's the only thing I would probably say is it's a little bit finicky. Like I uh, it keeps crashing on me a whole bunch of times. So if you're if it's not your main device, it's something to play with and check it out. Uh, Abibwa, I don't I didn't see the question. Uh, let's see if we can go by. Uh, oh, what do you think of the eSIM? I mean, in my country, they don't support eSIMs, um, and my watch, both Gear S2 and both are LTE. So eSIMs are a form of, it's an interesting concept, right? So in, in one on one side, some carriers now are starting to advertise saying, well, our device supports two SIM cards, an eSIM and a physical SIM. Uh, Smartwatches, because of the cramped style of how things are right now and the way they're trying to get them very small, it's hard for us not to have them. So if your carrier doesn't support an eSIM, it's very hard to actually use them. So I agree with that. But unfortunately, that's the only way to use them. You're un you're going to end up having to use them as just literally as um, basically Bluetooth watches and disable the, uh, the uh, LTE radio, uh, mostly because of that function, because of the limitation of what you get there. 
Uh, and unfortunately, there's not much. There are other options that you can find, like on AliExpress and so on, that are watches that support SIM cards in them. Uh, but they typically are not the the main flagship one, like Samsung ones or some other things like that. So I apologize for that one. But yeah, it's it's harder to get get those uh, those type of connections in there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, so I think we saw that one, and I think we just that was the comment we just answered. Uh, oh man. Oh, uh, geeky Nancy, uh, geeky Nassim. Hey man. Hey TK, how are you doing? Doing. Thank you. Doing well. Hope you're doing well as well. Uh, I'm sure you remember me from your previous videos. Uh, I think you have, and uh, I think that one, that One UI doesn't perform well enough in Samsung's mid-range devices, but the same One UI works well, great in uh, in flagship, uh, flagships. Um, I haven't I, I, the mid-range processors that I've tried with One UI on them. So like the A series processors, right? Uh, the A series of Samsungs haven't really performed badly for me. I feel like the improvements in One UI are. I guess they, they outweigh some of the issues that we've had in the past. But the problem is, you're right, they're mostly focusing on flagships and they adapted the software to come down to, let's say, you know, non-flagship devices, mid-range devices. Um, I'm hoping 2.5 uh, fixes some of that or even by the time we get to 3.0, we'll definitely see some improvements. Uh, the improvements that we saw with 2.5 were mostly functional, meaning they allowed like gestures to third-party uh, software. Uh, the improvements in the camera applications and so on. So those are minor things, but uh, they need to optimize them and they need to give you a better experience. That's it. Shouldn't be where, you know, the new update that comes to your phone pushes you to buy a more expensive phone. Hint, hint, kind of like you know, marketing time. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's always hard. It, I didn't feel like it was that bad on the a, on the A series, but unless you're maybe referencing like an M series, which unfortunately I haven't had a chance to try. Uh, how bad is it? If you can give me maybe more of a point of reference, I, I would definitely love to know. Um, sorry, here, jumping in, Aditya. TK, you might need a proper Lux reader uh, to get the uh, quantitative uh, or get a quantitative reader. The S20 Ultra was rumored to be about 1,500 nits. Uh, we can, uh, let's see if we can do a quick Google, uh, Google search. Let's see here real quick. So, Ultra. I almost want to say that it is around, but it, it's supposed to be adjust the brightness um, all the way up to 1600 nits, supposedly, uh, on the Note 20 Ultra. So it, it's not it's not a shy guy. A shy guy. I mean, it, it can get pretty bright, but you know, obviously OnePlus is taking it taking the cake at this one. Um, let me jump back real quick here. I don't want to think I did this. Uh, the Note 20 Ultra looks great. Mine is dimmer uh, than that on my OnePlus 8. Thanks to the comparison, every, every, Jerry, everything had two Note 20 Ultras that had different brightness in uh, in his uh, newest in his. Yeah, they also had different cooling. Uh, if you, there was the other thing, uh, not every Note 20 Ultra is the same, which is very interesting. Uh, for me, though, like I said, using it outdoors, not once did I have a problem, and even in this type of heat, it has no problem at all. Um, Let's see. We're gonna let me know. Let me know in the comments if you guys think the temperature went up or are we still stuck at 116. No, no, no. We. You guys want to take a uh, to guess guesses on it? Uh, okay. So I'm not gonna let you guys hang too long, but uh, let's see. So remember, 118. 118. So that means we are close to the 47. Yeah, we're we're cooking outside. I'm gonna go try that egg thing in a few seconds. 
Um, Blue Malicious, TTK, um, what are your favorite cases, case brands on phones? I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a case nerd and interested to see what you, what you use. So for me, um, what's it called? Uh, Ghost Tech makes some really good cases. VRS Design makes some interesting looking cases, but I feel like more, uh, they're more on the aesthetic side. As far as just pure function, uh, Ghost Tech makes some just very good, very rugged cases that just work very nicely on your phone. Um, I also uh, think uh, what's it called? Alexar makes some really good cases, as well as um, I want to say uh, Pitaka makes some functional cases. They had a, they sent me a couple of really thin cases. The short answer, I think, if I had to recommend somebody, I think Ghost Tech and VRS Designs are some of my favorite ones. Uh, this is outside of obviously first-party cases, so cases that are made from the company itself for their phones. So like OnePlus cases for me works best. Uh, that's why I prefer to use a OnePlus case on a device for OnePlus, mostly because of the aesthetics. Uh, Samsung is stepping up their game too with their uh, with their cases, so they look really nice and they they work very good. But uh, check out Ghost Tech, um, really good company, makes some really solid cases as well. Um, okay, so before we go too far, I'm going to go ahead and say stop here. We're going to go ahead and I forgot to do the inception yet, so let me go ahead and bring the comments. So with that, I'm going to actually bring up Marilyn's comment real quick and. We're around because we're almost at that two-hour mark. I don't want to. I don't want to push it too hard. So here, screen two and go. <laughs> Marilyn, I, I I wanted to put you on the uh, on it this time because I haven't had you before. And here we'll do it one more time. We'll bring you back all the way back in. Um, and of course, now we have Matt Tyler. See, Matt, Matt, you jumped ahead of her. So here, thank you very much, Marilyn, for for all the support always. Um, let me bring you guys back to my main screen so I can I don't miss it. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta go. Uh, I I gotta go, guys. Uh, back. Oh, back to work. Have a great chat. Appreciate it, man. No, we're almost at the end. We we're hitting that two-hour mark. Um, Donald, real quick. Looking forward to watching your next Saturday. I wish you sh uh, shows would be a, a bit a bit longer. I can't get enough. I appreciate it, man. Uh, just if you guys haven't had a chance to make sure to check out the uh, the podcast. I do post the podcast. Uh, it's an audio version of this. I, I don't. There's no fancy editing or anything like that. No ads in there as well. Um, you could just basically play that as a podcast and listen to the conversation. And that's generally why I like. I read the questions whenever I see them. It's not that I don't want to. You know, I want to make sure that if somebody's listening to this, they know. Uh, like you know, when Donald is, is asking something or commenting, I appreciate it, and I always make sure that you know you get the recognition for that. Um, I am going to try to reach out to Mr. Who's the Boss and see if I can get Arun to join us here. Uh, displays are similar to camera sensors. It is uh, to the manufacturers to optimize and make the most out of them. Some are better, some are worse. Absolutely, I think that is true. That is very, very true. Uh, IR1980 was uh, commenting on that one. Um, the next one is the, seven, uh, the Snapdragon 720G versus the 730G. Uh, I know both are based on the same architecture, but they are nearly the same. Even the 720G, is, it's actually newer than the 730. Uh, I think the main difference between the two is uh, just basically a generational upgrade. So the short answer is you're really not going to notice a big difference between the two. They're both gaming processors. They're both intended to be more of the mid-range gaming uh, processors. So you'll get a better processing power on there than, let's say, a 6-series processor. So short answer is if you're having to pick between the two, you can go either way without really noticing a big difference. But supposedly, supposedly... Uh, the 730 is the 720 is supposed to be about 30% faster in certain processes. So it is supposed to be improved. But again, I think in usability, it's a 7 series. So 
you're not going to be getting you know 4K or 8K on one over the other. It's more of horsepower and sheer processing power. Um, TK Inception, yes, no, definitely. Made sure we got that one on it. Uh, Gary, you know, we'll we'll do one more. Let's do one more. I want to get I want to get you guys into this one this time. So here, uh, sorry, because I have to actually split it on the second screen. So let's go ahead and do this. I'm going to share and boom. Okay, so we got. We'll get Aditya going, and <laughs> this is how you can see Aditya talking to himself. Aditya all the way, and of course, I love the, the thumbnail that we have for Aditya as uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. It just looks absolutely fantastic, and of course, Gary the Fireman, both always, always supporting the channel. Appreciated, uh, and you know, as as always, uh, Scott, I didn't forget, man, you're there always. Got you in there, and uh, I appreciate it always. Uh, so, with that being said, we are over our time, a little bit over about three minutes or so we're just going to do a quick scan uh so uh coinex android all the way android all my household runs on android devices uh on android basically as a as a mobile operating system um we have one ipad and one iphone and literally the iphone is only used for my amazon live um mostly because amazon does not have an uh, basically an android app if they did, I wouldn't be using my iPhone. Uh, nothing's wrong with the iPhone. It's just as an ecosystem, I prefer the options that we get uh, within Android and the different flavors of Android that we're able to get. Um, so short answer. Let me just go ahead and double check here and see before we close. Hey, temperature went down to 117. So from 118 to 117. Uh, let me just double check here. Oh, wow. Okay, good. So I want to say, please. Um, Oh, last one before we go. Jeffrey Core uh, asked, did you like the new updates to the S Pen? Um, honestly, I like the features. I like the fact that we have new gestures. I don't use any of them. Uh, the, so the biggest thing that I noticed that for me, it would, the benefit for me, I would say, is the fact that the S Pen does feel, after testing it, uh, does feel better when you're writing on the screen on the S20, on the Note 20 Ultra than it is on the Note 20, and obviously previous generations of Note. So those improvements I've enjoyed and I appreciate. Um, the gestures, the magic tricks, stuff like that, I, I think they're, they're cute. Um, I don't think they're very, very functional. I think the ability of taking pictures with the S Pen from afar that was a great option that they did last year. Um, switching camera modes from uh, on with the with the S Pen that was also back from the Note 10 line of devices. So I feel like what they did with the new improvements on the Note 20, although nice, don't feel like they're bringing a lot. Uh, but uh, when it comes down to the traceability or the actual response time, having a higher refresh rate display using the Wacom uh, technology to be able to use the pen on it has given us a much better improvement there. So if you're talking about those, I feel like that's what it is. Uh, but with that being said, I do want to. I don't want to go too long for you guys. I realize it's been um, always, always. IRA19, please don't forget to like. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and hit that uh, and share the the stream as it helps support the channel. And of course, uh, we'll bring in more and more people on the channel. Uh, oh, uh, I I do I do apologize, Geeky Nasim. Let me see if I can grab it real quick. If I don't, uh, there is so. Oh, here. Uh, my son. Okay, so I, um, I recall that uh, he used he used to stare at you while shooting. Always, it always happens that way. So uh, he's referencing basically whenever I used to shoot videos, and sometimes and Omar will just jump in just to be in the frame. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, always great. Uh, and actually, believe it or not, he is waiting for me to finish the show because I have my ROG phone two with me. He's, he wants to play on the phone some Fortnite. 
so with that being said, thank you very much to Gary, uh, to Mr. Comer, Aditya, everybody, uh, Scott, of course, and then Marilyn. Um, you know, uh, Andrew jumped in as well. And I didn't see uh, Juan Carlos. If I did miss him, do apologize. Um, oh, man, Vinny. Uh, Vinny um, Ardito is uh, is basically like my whole family is listening to you now. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it, dude. I I absolutely appreciate it. and I always appreciate you guys uh, supporting and hanging out with me here on a Saturday morning, because that's pretty much all we can do, right? Hang out, have fun, relax, um, talk, and just basically enjoy the tech. Um, this week was a little bit of a slow week for me. I pretty much posted two videos. My uh, basically my uh, hands on with the uh, the Surface Duo, which Surprisingly, I actually, if it's ever happened to people, I actually convinced myself to, to buy the Duo. So yes, we will have the Duo hopefully next week. Um, I'll try to do uh, some content on that as well. Uh, and of course, after that, we have the Z Fold 2, which that's also unfolding at some point, no pun intended. Uh, but with that being said, please be safe. Please stay hydrated. If you're in anywhere where there's a lot of heat or any kind of weather concerns or issues like that, Please make sure to check on your friends, take care of your friends. And Gary, thank you for sharing with us the story. And I hope your, your daughter and her fiance are going to be enjoying and, of course, appreciating your support and helping them out with uh, everything that you're able to do. So like and subscribe. Make sure you share that with all your friends if you don't know already. But you can find me as TK Bay everywhere on the world, in the on the web, or TKDSL8655 on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, uh, as I am very active or very much very responsive on Twitter as well. Um, and of course, without further ado, let the beard guide you. I'll see you guys next week and with the next videos and be safe. Thank you very much for everything. And um, I'll see you guys next time.